Welcome to the Safety Doc Podcast with author, radio host, and nationally recognized safety expert, Dr. David Perodin. Join us each week as we discuss the best and most bizarre practices in safety preparation and crisis response. Follow Dr. Perodin on Twitter at SafetyPhD. And remember, the truth will keep you safe. You can't handle the truth. All right, we have we have Atham in the house here. Welcome, Atham. Um, all right, man. So, what do we do with this? Hang on. I do have two devices here. Let's see what it sounds like right here. Right, so. There we go. Um, all right, so a few things to start us off here. First, welcome to the Safety Doc Podcast. This is episode 135. Um, we have our good friend, our very good friend, Bacon Maldito on the show. A few things. In front of me, I have the main monitor, so I'm watching myself um, monitoring StreamYard. On the left, I have uh, some show notes. On, on the right, um, I have up an open web browser. So when you see me looking around, that's what's going on. This is the first time I've ever used StreamYard successfully so far for a live stream. Um, I've done it in the past, and it's kind of gone to hell on me. Um, it's frozen up and things like that. So hopefully it won't happen. I think maybe I did some updates. Things are good. So, And uh, just giving a shout out here, uh, it is our, our friends uh, Cameron and Atham so far are in the house. I know we've got more people um in right now but uh but yeah definitely a few things right off the bat if you can smash that uh subscribe button i would appreciate it if you can uh give a thumbs up uh, i would appreciate it and just a little bit of housekeeping here at the start because i'm not going to keep coming back to this but my book school of airs rethinking school safety in america it's really about chaos theory it's a deep read you're going to get into stuff like simulated annealing uh, Hobbs Leviathan, the first chapter. I'm thinking about a bagel can get you through the worst day of your life. It is on Amazon, 30 bucks. It's on Barnes & Noble. It's in a lot of libraries. Our good friend Bacon Maldito has it. He loves it. But hey, enough about this stuff. Um, this is a show, I'll be completely honest, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. It's Bull Rush. Bull Rush, welcome. Bull Rush, Welcome. I've been looking to this to this show for a long time, looking forward to it, um, especially with everything crazy that's going on. Bacon's like, hey, there's a new term that came out for pandemic lingo. Here it is, you know, essential workers, social distancing. We're going to get into those today. Contact tracing. What do you do if you're, someone knocks on your door and says, hey, I'm a contact tracer. Like, can I come, you know, can we sit down and have a talk? And then we're just going to talk about all the crazy crap that's going on. You know, Seattle, Washington, shutting down what, like 20 miles of roads now to give more green space. But like, what if you live on that road? Hey, my house is down there. Oh yeah, you can park up here. And from now on, you're going to walk to your house. What? <laughs> All of that stuff. Hey, sass too many, welcome. So without further ado, welcoming our good friend, Bacon Maldito to the show. Bacon, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Much appreciated. And uh, I've been looking forward to this as well. <laughs> how, how are things sounding on, uh, on a Mayan? Just to do a quick check. So it sounds good for from me. Like uh, you sound good. Um, maybe bull rush, sass too many. Um, Atham is audio coming through. Um, good, you know, from me and from from Bacon. Literally, we just set this. We set this up about ten minutes ago. Yeah, I've got the <laughs> headphones on, so I think I, I think I've got a pretty good a pretty good feed going on here. 
I can hear you just fine. So, yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll give it a go. If there's anything going on, um, just put a post in the chat room, and we'll pause and we'll check out the audio. But I think we're in good shape. Hey, Atham, thanks. Um, turn your audio down a tiny bit, Bacon. So Cameron is telling, uh, Bacon is asking to shut, uh, turn your audio down a little bit, which you can read in the chats as, as well as I can. But um, yeah, Bacon, if you can shut it down a little bit. I'll just back off of, uh, from the mic a little bit. All right, How Bacon's like, damn it, not touching anything. I'm just going to move back. It wouldn't be a show if things didn't go wrong. It wouldn't be a show. It wouldn't be a show. All right, I'm not going to mess with the camera. It's kind of like right at the top of my my head, but if I if I mess with it, like I said, everything's kind of got to go the way it's got to go. So, um, Bacon, tell us about you and about where people can find your work. Um, I'm a fan of your your blog posts, of your show, um, highly intellectual, thought provoking. So, yeah, let's uh, let's hear about it. Well, again, thank you very much. Uh, you can find me at thegoddamnbacon.com. Um, that's where, uh, most of my work, uh, usually ends up, um, uh, social media as you can find it, the Instagrams at the goddamn bacon, um, Twitter, you could find at bacon comments. That's also the YouTube, uh, account that I have that, uh, well, safety doc has it put up right now. This has the cartoon Thanos snap thing where, oh, snap, uh, with the flame and bacon strips on it. You find me there as well. I might be doing stuff on that uh, at some point. Um, and, and that's where you find me. Okay, cool. All right. What well, I'm going to, God damn. Apparently it. it sounds good now. So cool. All right, cool. I don't have to, I don't have to swallow the mic apparently. Uh, <laughs> good. All right. Well, well, you're gonna... taught in radio school. Apparently you have to swallow the mic. Uh, usually I have to do that for my show especially with the new equipment that I have now. But this, I guess, I guess we're, we're good to go. Free range. All right. Well, I'm going to start us off here with, um, with the old, uh, uh, all right, right here, we should be seeing the, the trailer for the show. So let's see if it plays. <laughs> right here, we should be seeing the, the trailer for the show. So let's see if it plays. Got a little bit of a, uh... Echo there. All right. Well, that kind of sucks. But anyway, so yeah, here's 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 a trailer. Um, so it's 45 seconds. Sound is audio coming through in it? I don't know. I don't hear the audio, but anyway, so anyway, it just basically says, Hey, it's a safety doc podcast. Yeah, here's here's the book. Um, yeah, just good stuff. So by the way, did you know uh did you know the safety doc had a book out there? It's called School of Errors. Rethinking uh, school safety uh, for your kids in America. Uh, in case you don't want your kids to get kidnapped, murder, raped, killed, and not exactly in that order, you buy this book, School of Errors. He also has his own show. Did you know he had his own show? He, you can't go to safetyphg.com to download his show. Now back to the Safety Doc Podcast. Hey, I appreciate it. All right. Well, uh, Bacon, um, tell us uh, about – okay, it was, oh God, what was it? Um, basically, about the second week in March, we started to hear some of these new terms come forward, and we never, we never heard this stuff before the pandemic, right? We didn't hear about the, these terms, and now you've come up with this whole inventory of saying there's like, you know, thirteen, fifteen brand new terms so far 
that if, if you say them right now, everyone's like, yeah, I know what that means. If you would have said it back um, in January, February, people would be like, what? What does that mean? N95? What's an N95? Um, so start us through this whole thing of the crazy terminology now that we're, we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Something I mean, It's kind of slipped our minds, but we have like 15 kind of new terms. And, and let's talk about kind of these terms and just like how crazy they are, right? <laughs> We've got a lot of them. Um, it's funny enough. Uh, here, here's the thing. Uh, just on, uh, we'll touch on this one real quick. Um, the whole A95 thing. We'll get to that in a minute. But reason I know about a lot of these terms is that one of the weaknesses I have is my lungs are actually particularly sensitive to uh, airborne particulates or viruses or whatever. Like, if I actually talked about this today, back in 2018, we had um, major forest fires come from both California and uh, British uh, Columbia up in uh, Canada. Okay. So, not only did I have to, I actually ended up getting the a P100. That's actually a rating, and it doesn't particularly work against nerve agents but it does work against like plutonium and other uh, nuclear stuff it's the best rated mashing get uh get out there outside of uh, what the military uses so i had to use that and i had to install the best furnace filters to uh have as an intake for my uh my layer here uh just so like i wouldn't die overnight Oh, so you're not sucking in all of the the stuff from from the forest fires? Is that it? Yeah, you couldn't see 20 feet in front of you at some point. Holy smokes. It was that bad up here. So, yeah, I know a little bit about actually dealing with, you know, filtering out bad things. So, so, okay. So, um, N95, what, what, what does N95 mean for... Uh, you know, for for the common person, like what is an N95? N95. Uh, well, the N part, what that means is that it's slightly resist. It's marginally resistant against airborne particles that are also liquid. So it will stop. You know, like like I was talking about. You know, just drying off the studio here, um, because I just took a shower. There's airborne water vapor. In the end part would actually take off um it would stop some of the liquid stuff from coming in, which is fine. you know this whole virus thing is supposed to be airborne, but it's attached to liquid particles. that's where the whole six feet away thing comes from. We'll talk about that in the moment right right um the ninety five thing is like the ninety five percent is ninety five percent it filters out ninety five percent of all airborne particulates. So 5% still gets in. Okay. And by the way, I just did this last Sunday. I did. I had a whole post on it. Guess what? Two-thirds of people who wear masks and stay at home still end up getting, uh, even though they wear their mask and stay at home. Take a wild guess. Chicken pox. <laughs> Coronavirus, right? Pretty close. One of those two. All right. That's ins- it's insane. You know, and one of so here's something too. I was 
I was uh, doing some studies or, or read some studies about um, people making their own mask and they, they would layer them up. Like, you know, so that was one of the things people are like, make your own mask and like put more layers in it. But the problem is, and there's National Institute of Health and other studies, uh, Tom Scott, there's like a five minute YouTube video uh, about this. It increases your carbon dioxide intake and they actually redesigned oh, yeah. um, helmets for motorcyclists, right? And ATV <laughs> riders. And they said, you're getting too much uh, carbon dioxide and it's impairing your judgment. So there's this whole side of this, which is this, this crazy pseudoscience, right? These people making their own masks, which they can barely breathe through. And then they're taking back like 90% carbon dioxide and poisoning themselves. I mean, what the hell, right? Right. Am I, I don't know. I mean, am I right? What do you think? Atham. No. Atham. We have, we have people that, uh, you know, they've fucking cracked. They've, Jesus Christ. All right. We've got fined again by the uh, FCC again. My bad. Um, but yeah, we've had people that have crashed their cars because they were driving long distances with these <laughs> masks on. I know. You know, by the way, through places that aren't very heavily populated, you know, wearing these masks, you know, they're, yeah, they're breathing in their own uh, carbon dioxide. I've actually talked to a few people who've done this. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It, and um yeah, so I had looked at, you know, up maybe a, a year or two ago. I was just kind of curious about it. It was before all of this stuff, but so yeah, that's another part that nobody's talking about um is what what is the impact of that just with the regular mask and then with all of these homemade masks that people are making. And and of course, I mean the impact. If you look up there's a video um, I don't know. I'll try to look it up on the side. Just link it up. But it was Tom Tom Scott. He's kind of like this, you know, guy in his forties. He's like a post a YouTube guy, postal science videos and stuff. But um, they did a really cool show about this. A really cool show, and uh, yeah. So any, anyway, um, he was showing that the more carbon dioxide you get, of course, the the you, you lose motor and cognitive functioning. Um, and it's it's subtle. It's like getting drunk. I mean, kind of, right? It's like drinking too much wine or something like that. But now imagine if you're driving a car or motorcycle or things like that. So, but anyway, so so we got N95. So that's the first. Hey, tell me about your furnace filter because I, I run a Merv 8. So what are you running there for filtration at your place? Uh, I don't remember what it's called. It just says premium, but uh, it's the purple one. And I had a, I had a couple because it's a, it's a pretty large one. I think it's. 15 by 20, and then another was 15 by 24, and it's supported by like some rebar, some metal. Holy Christ. You have to screw and, it in. It hooks up to 220 voltage. <laughs> and then I had all the window fans set to exhaust like at the highest setting. Holy Which so I don't got know negative you pressure. Know. Yeah. Well, uh, again, well, yeah, that was the idea. I don't know if you knew this, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Furnace filters aren't exactly uh, designed to handle over 3,000 cubic feet of air per minute moving through them. I didn't know that. I was able to, I, I woke up one day, I can't remember what I was doing, but I got up and I, uh, I was coughing and I couldn't figure out, I was like, I have the window fans in. And... I get up, I look at the filters, and you can see smoke coming through the goddamn filter. <laughs> Holy smokes. Wow. Holy smokes is correct. <laughs> smoke is coming through Bacon's uh, air filter. Man, that's, uh, that's Again, this is back in 2018. Um, yeah. Luckily, like, I think uh, that night I was able to spend it at uh, some nurse, some blonde nurse uh, who had air conditioning, which 
comes with um it, it filters air out so we're fine there and then the next morning after she dropped me off i was able to get another set of filters so i was fine then wow well all right so anyway air filters bacon yeah hey was it washington it was it was back in i think 1980 they had the Mount St. Helens erupted and then ash covered everything. So I, I knew uh, some people out there and like their cars are covered in ash, basically ruined your engines, stuff like that. So let's take a pause before we, we move on. And this is where we're asking for chat room participation. All right. Our good friend, Nick Schulander, friend of the show, uh, Bacon and I are both friends oh, with Nick. Nick is a, is, is a, is a shopping patron of uh, Dismore's IGA. In uh, Washington State, Dismores, D-I-S-M-M-O-R-E-S, Dismores IGA. You can get the best deal. So when everything hit the fan, right, when Nick is having to get out of Washington, you know, the university shutting down, he's going to Dismores IGA for the best deal. So right here, everybody, holy smokes. All right, this is, this is Quaker Oats. It's Instant Oats. It is two pounds, 10 ounces. All right, two pounds, 10 ounces of Quaker Oats. Guess what Nick bought this for? At Dismore's IGA, you just put it, put it anything down there in the comments. What do you think this sold for at Dismore's IGA? You want me to guess? Yeah, Bacon. What do you think? Well, hell, I still have a, I still have a canister of that that I bought like three years ago. That was like two dollars and fifty three cents. Two dollars and fifty cents. All right, Nick with coupons got it for forty three cents. It's a goddamn deal. Oh shit. God damn, damn it. We got, fan, we got fined again. Jesus. Unbelievable. Christ. I'm terrible at this radio. <laughs> so anyway, folks, Dismore's IGA. And we're going to have a few other things coming up here from Dismore's, but that's a hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. Dismore's IGA. Hell of a deal. By the way, bring some other people in the show. Get them in here. We're going to have a good one tonight. This this, this is a lot of prep going in. That we're looking Are we to. really? At 95. Mm-hmm. At 95. So good. let's uh, keep going. Tell some of the other terms that are just part of our lingo now, our new terms. Pandemic lingo. Oh. Uh, have we talked about new normal yet? That's not a new term, actually. Um, I'll give him a quick plug, real quick. Uh, you you know Tom Likas is, yeah. His, his uh, company is actually called New Normal LLC. So that's been a term that's been out there for a long time. There was actually, I think, a TV show too that uh he ended up um in a legal lawsuit with uh, over the rights to that term. He he ended up winning that one. New normal has been a new thing, but uh, hang on. I'll pause this. Oh, cool. That's right. I have picture in picture. Cool. Perfect. I'll bring it up on uh, my end. All right. You guys hear me okay? Yeah. Boris, I'm coming through okay. I don't know what's up here with Mike, but um, so anyway, this is a part of the show where Bacon then starts to do a secondary show within this show. It's like a Rick and Morty sequence. So he's he's starting to promo like another show inside of a show that he's a guest on. But it's okay though, because it's Bacon Maldito. You can do that if you're Bacon. Like anyone else would be like, yeah, I don't know, man. We can't splinter this show into many other universes. Or the safety duck who so. will tell you about his show. He will advertise his own show while he's doing the show. <laughs> Every 15 fucking minutes. Yes, right. I do tune in. It's, it's a damn good show, actually, man. It is. Whether you're by yourself or you're interviewing other people, it's a damn good show. S- episode 70 of John Steele. Thanks. Give you advertising for your show while we're on your show. How is that just like, talk about inception. <laughs> uh, so what, you're, what I you're have gonna here pr- is invented terms for human cattle. Um, 
And I believe I sent this to you as well. Yeah, I think you, uh, you did. So you, you want to start hitting on some of these? All right. The first one I got here. Practice social distancing. Have you ever heard of social distancing uh, before three months from now? No. Like, no, I, I haven't. Now, we've had a couple of uh, ads up here. I think, what was it? It's some dating app or something where they say, you know, we don't need social distancing, but we need physical distancing. That's what they actually mean. But that's been one that everyone, I'll tell you what, early on, actually, this is back in January. I was at the local Ace Hardware store. And what the hell are you talking about? No, so <laughs> I love this, but where are you at here? Where Ace Hardware? So they had social distancing up there. Is that where they had it bacon or what? They no, no, sign- this was a uh, this was a specific person. I've been talking about this before. I wanted to get a uh, like a Nissan hard body truck, a specific okay. model, basically. But I won't get into the details. But there was one that was there, and the driver was actually on the property. So after I made my purchase, I found him. Like he has this truck and. Uh, excuse me. You know, I got I asked you, hey, I want to buy this truck from you maybe in about a year or two. You know, because I've been looking for this model and right. like that's not uncomfortable though. You didn't so what did you do? He's like, hey, well, what ended up happening is I got a little bit too close to him and he <laughs> says, Hey, excuse me, I'm uh uh no offense, but I'm practicing social distancing right now. Wow. This was back in like late January. Wow. I don't know what to think about that. Okay. So it's so social. I I've never heard of social distancing before. Um, but yeah, Red Crusader is saying exactly where you're going with the story. So, th- so you, so you like beat the guy up and took his truck then, or what? You stole it. You followed him home <laughs> no, and stole his truck. No, that didn't happen. No, I was very cordial. You know, okay. I, I know that's hard to believe, but I was actually cordial uh, during this encounter. You know, I stayed six feet away, and uh, I texted him my number. I haven't heard from him uh, since then, but whatever. Surprising, yeah. But yeah, that was back in uh, late January. But this has been a thing for quite a while now. Okay, so social. So you're saying though, social distancing is uh, is replaced with um, physical distance distancing, right? Like that's the new upgraded term. By the way. Have you heard of physical distancing uh, even before then? Um, not really. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Why? I mean, was it around us. and I missed it, or what? What's happening here? That makes two of us. Okay. Right. Yeah. No. 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 I never. I never heard of. Um, never heard of uh, social distancing. Of you know, and. Okay, so social distancing, physical distancing, um, and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Red Crusader beating, right. beating dudes up for truck parts during quarantines. Yeah, <laughs> right. So then you went and you stripped this guy's truck down, right? And you sold the parts. So that's how this is went. And then he's like, like, "I'm just I'm, I'm viewed by your. I'm like, I'm viewed by the listeners. I'm just a vagabond. It's just like he's like, I, the guy's <laughs> like, I can't go anywhere because my truck doesn't start. I have no alternator. The water pump's gone. The catalytic converter's gone. Everything's gone. And then I'm I looked, the you had it all on coil. eBay. You, you and uh, Shoelander had it up on eBay. And Shoelander had all the stuff in his backpack at uh, at Dismorse. So we got to pause right there. Okay. 
So Nick bought this at Dismore's IGA, Townhouse Pita Crackers. Um, uh, 70 calories per serving. Uh, what, what do you think he paid for this? 37 cents. Yeah, you're right on. He paid 37 cents for this. All right. So 37 no cents shit. at Dismore's IGA, uh, Nick Shoelander. Yeah, it's a hell of a deal. All right. So so we talked about terms N95 um, and and social distancing. What What's another new term that we're dealing with? Oh, shelter in place. That's the next one on the list. That's a good one. So, so originally when all this stuff came out, right, uh, we were hearing different things such as lockdown. So lockdown has this real feel of uh, police state because it's associated with, you know, lockdowns of shootings, lockdown in prisons. And then it got to be stay at home here in Wisconsin, safer at home, which is just a neat way to say stay home safe or, you know, but so, yeah, that, that was pretty. So tell me about your reaction to that. When I, I'll, I'll start. I mean, I'll say when I, when I heard of, States like Pennsylvania saying, you know, people have to stay home. And I had a couple friends in Pennsylvania say, yeah, like at night here, they're doing like the siren, the the air raid siren for like a curfew at eight <laughs> o'clock. You have to be inside. And and I'm like, holy smokes. You know, our friend uh, who was on, on the show here, uh, Chuck Mack, he had his essential papers that he had to carry around because the police were stopping people. So um, it was a term I wasn't hearing um, you know, outside of the school setting, you know, like the, the lockdown stuff like that. So it was pretty freaky. So what was your take? When did you start to, to, how did you feel when these terms started to come out, especially Washington state? Cause that's pretty heavy handed by you. Well, well, first of all, um, not only are my colleague or not only my colleague in from uh, ground zero where all this first started, we're also calling from the murder hornet camp of the United States, apparently. Um, yeah, they locked down, I think, about a few days after uh, L.A. and California did. And keep in mind, I drive for a living. I drive into Seattle for a living. And going into Seattle just like with no traffic there, it is one of the most eerie things I think I've ever I've ever seen. Um, This has not kept me indoors. In fact, I've talked to other people that were online. Um, I told them that, you know, I'm still going to the local park to smoke cigars with guys. Keep in mind, the guys are Nick and Atham. I don't know if you knew this. Nick is on the other side of the state. Atham is in California <laughs> next to Reno. Yeah, we're going to post a, a map to Atham's house right here. We're going to, just a little doxing. I'm just kidding. No, I don't have it. But yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. And Atham is in the chat. Atham was on on the show here at one time. Uh, he's a caver, fascinating guy, great guy. I heard so, that show you did with him it was pretty damn good. It was damn good, damn good. Atham brought it. He always brings it. Always brings it. So so but so so yeah, you're seeing this. It's eerie. So this is your face wooded, right? You're driving through and you're like, oh my god, like I've never seen Seattle without this many cars and people. And just... not only me, not only me. Me go okay. I've been driving for about five or six years or whatever. My uh, father who lives up here is the reason I moved up here. Because I slept on his couch for about five months until I got my own place. He's lived up here for about 30, 40 something years. He's never seen what's going on right now the way it is. And he's been driving here for about three decades. Everyone else I've talked to, they've never seen it like this, ever. Okay, so that's your face validity. Everybody's like, I've never seen it. 
so is it just the traffic or is it like places closed? Is it that they're seeing, um, you know, cause I was talking to some people like Nick, you know, and, and just other, you know, John Steele, some other people out in the Seattle area. And they're like, it's it really weird. The stuff they're, you know, they're talking, uh, they're, they're walking down the streets, you know, everything is closed. Um, uh, yeah, the, the mail is really slow to get out. All the package deliveries are really slow. So this is face validity, right? Face validity is different than what you see on the news. This is what you're actually seeing when you're driving. You're like, oh my God, there's nobody out here. Like, look at the price of gas. It's 92 cents. Look at the Dismore's IGA ad. Freaking six cans of soup for a nickel. Holy smokes, I've never seen it. So what else did you, what, so I don't even, what, what term were we on? And then we're done with N95 social distancing. Oh, that was shelter in place. Shelter in place. So shelter Which in place. basically means, uh. Uh, in Nick Shulander's case, so Nick Shulander was smart enough to actually get an apartment um, where she shares with somebody. It's a lot cheaper than, uh, I don't know if you knew this, uh, getting a dorm is very expensive. Um, but, you know, if you're in a dorm or something and, you know, the Rona hits your area, you're supposed to shelter in place. You just stay where you are. I guess if you're in a hotel, you stay there. If you're at home, you stay there. But you're only you're only supposed to stay in wherever wherever you're you were currently in. Uh, next term, six feet apart. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, no, I hadn't heard about it until uh, un- until this. Yeah, six feet apart. Um, so, you know, give me give me your take on this. I mean, I, I, you hear that? So, how did that change um, the things that you're doing in life? Well, I'll tell you where uh, I've actually, uh, I actually talked to someone, it's a lady that I know uh, at the local auto zone, um, where I usually get some of the parts from my vehicle. What she told me, this is the best explanation I've gotten so far, is that six feet is the maximum radius for whatever you're breathing in and out to actually uh, get to people. Of course, this is in a still environment, you know, without any wind gusts. You, you, did you know the wind might actually pick up viruses? I didn't know that until now. Right. Yeah. So so that's how they came up with this, is um, basically saying that's, which, you know, and, and to me, that's, that's bogus, right? Because we know this, this is aerosol and it can stay in the air longer. And if you're in a room um, with six other people... Um, you know, it's a closed room. If you don't have a high filtration rate, you're going to, it's all going to circulate anyway. So it's just, it's an arbitrary number, right? And I'm I'm just doing this plug for you right here since you did one already. But AutoZone, AutoZone, bringing you the best parts, your automotive parts. Hey, you need new brake pads? Bring Nick Shulander with you to AutoZone. 15% (laughs) off Washington State area AutoZones. Also, your wipers, are they shit? They probably are because of all the, you know, dust of wildfire stuff. AutoZones. We also sell headlights. AutoZone. Right, back to the show. What are you doing here? Oh, I'm just I'm just tuning into that now. <laughs> well, you got a checklist. Like like Bacon has a checklist of all these secondary sponsors. So he makes about a thousand bucks off of this show. So he's already plugged, you know, Coca-Cola, Philip Morris, Pfizer, AutoZone. I'm just busting your chops. So it's a good time. I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast. <laughs> Getting over respect. Look at the kid in the sombrero. Next one, essential travel only. Yeah, essential travel. 
So that was really, it's still confusing here. I mean, but what is essential travel? Um, I had, so we had that issued here and the next, I don't know, it was like a Friday. I think it was issued that you you could, you're limited to essential travel, which, you know, I don't know what it meant. Like no one knew what it meant. And then um, I had to do some banking the next day and I had to drive two counties away to do the banking. It was a bank that I used when I was in college. Jesus Christ, two two counties away to do your banking? At this one bank, yeah, because I had this bank. I used it since college. And uh, the deal was, like, uh, I had to get up there to do some transactions, not to get too much into the banking stuff, but I had to go up there and um, couldn't be done, like, online or anything like that. I had to be there in person. Nothing bad. But um, anyway, so I had to drive up there. And before I get up there, I, like, have all my stuff together. And I have it in a portfolio on the passenger seat because I'm thinking I might get stopped. Like the police might pull me over <laughs> on the way up because there were a lot of police. And at that time, I, you know, no one really knows what's going on. These goddamn AutoZone ads are popping up now. You know, once <laughs> once, once you do that, they've got you. But anyway, um, but anyway, yeah, I'm 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 running through this in my in my head, right? If I get pulled over. You know, hey, why why are you out here today? I got to go up and do this banking. And you know, have like, your N95 shit. mask with you? I didn't. Yeah, I had no mask. We we didn't really have the mask stuff hit back then, but um, but yeah, no, I I got through. It's really it's really weird. Yeah, you know, just just that whole thought, and it's it's kind of it's mellowed out a lot. You know, so yesterday we had it, the the state supreme court knock down the stay at home order, so it's pretty much you know every county's doing their own thing here. But um, so tell me, so tell me what that meant to you. I mean, kind of go over how this term hit you and what it's meant to you, what it means, essential, you know, travel. and. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, the buses that are up here, the local transit, we have sound transit up here. Um, and it's a fairly reasonable thing. Uh, I, back when I was actually doing bike deliveries in Seattle, I live next to a train station and it has one stop that's in Federal Way and the other one goes straight into downtown. Um and then there's a, it, it goes back the same way. They've uh, taken to putting on like their banners or whatever, you know, 578, 590, whatever the bus number is, where they're going, where they're picking up from. They've taken to put up essential travel only, stay home, save lives. And what they're actually doing now is at least the uh, local transits, They've taken to only loading people in the back of the bus so that there's a door that's in front and then there's a door that's in the back um, that people normally get off of. They're, you're only allowed to go to the back. Um, and they're uh, not only they've waived the fees, so you can't even pay for uh, your transit. But they're only allowing a certain amount of people on there. And that was actually a recent thing. So, and I've seen buses uh, on the freeway, the sound transit buses. It's like, okay, we're full, which means I guess you got like eight people on the bus that could normally carry about 70. Right, right. Yeah, they're limiting the amount of people that can go actually. attend the buses now and by the way this is recent actually um you have to wear a face mask if you get on uh the local public transit okay 
So essential travel. So you got to wear a face mask and they're limiting the number. So here, here's the thing. Here's the thing that the, gets me, right? So you got these big metro areas like Seattle um, where you're encouraging people for years, uh, get rid of your car, do public transportation. And now this hits and they've, they've thinned out public transportation. Oh yeah. And, and I know people, you know, close to where I'm at here, Madison, Wisconsin, I live outside. By the of. way, what better, what better way to self isolate if you're, tra- if you're, uh, if you're traveling, what better way to isolate than have your own goddamn vehicle? Right. Right. So, so it's the thing, right? Everybody who is, who is sold on this, you know, urban planning and we're going to get rid of, get rid of the cars and now do transit. They're, they're kind of screwed. Like I know people in Madison, they're like, yeah, this is not a good deal for us. Um, so, so essential travel, what is essential travel? And we had Chuck Mack on the show here and, and Chuck had papers from his employer, University of Pittsburgh medical. And, um, they indicated that he could, uh, he was an essential employee, you know, a, a tech worker with the hospital that he needed to uh, be able to go to work. And uh, but yeah, people were getting pulled over. He was talking about in Pennsylvania. I I didn't know anybody that come. Oh no shit! I didn't. I no, didn't. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, some of his coworkers. He talked about that. Um, I didn't get. You know, in Wisconsin, we never got to that point. Um, at least I didn't. I didn't experience it. You know, I didn't. Uh, I I don't know anybody. No one was telling me. Hey, I got pulled over today. Just asking why I'm out. Um. Like yeah, we've had we had some guy here. Um, his, his truck got you know thinned out, and we're not sure. It was it was here, and no, it was Washington State. But you know, if it happens there, it can happen anywhere. I'm like, I know that guy. It's Bacon Maldito. Damn it. Touched me early in the story, but anyway. Um, so let's get on. So essential travel, which I don't know really what it means at this point. Like I guess it grocery- basically means you're allowed to go get food. You're allowed to go to the bank. Um, I guess if you're an essential, or you're a superior essential like me who actually uh, is still employed, you're allowed to go out. But everywhere else, you know, they've opened up the parks here because I don't know if you knew this. You know what the, the best sanitizer is in the whole solar system we have here? Right. It's Lysol. I knew it. I knew it. It's, it's Lysol. Lysol. It's Lysol. It's, it was Janet or a drum, but it's it's now Lysol. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, let's shelter everybody in place away from the best sanitizer we have in the solar system. Right. It's a They've sun. opened up the parks here. They've opened up the parks finally. Finally, you can actually go to the park and sit there without having to constantly move and stay six feet six feet away from people. Finally. That's- Meanwhile, in California, they've extended that until like the end of July. Like you can't do that. So Bacon, where you were at, they shut the parks down. You couldn't go to to yep. your city parks okay you know they, yep, they did by the way they didn't that did not keep people from uh actually going to the parks they still went i did live shows where i actually watched people at the goddamn parks wow wow yeah yeah no no hey philip welcome philip uh welcome to the show philip is is here um so what they did here hey uh, your image is a little revealing there, my friend. Hang on, let me take a look at this. Bleach. Oh, Myrak, I've never seen him before. Um, yeah, Phil, Phil is a, a, tr- a terrific guy, uh, follows the show. Um, over, um, he has a, a background in emergency management. Um, just a good, just a good guy. Good guy. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, the parks. So right, um, 
that happened here too. They closed down. They didn't close the parks. I shouldn't say that. They closed locally, like the basketball courts and the playgrounds. They wrapped the tape around them. The weird part about that now is, so that happened like six, seven weeks ago. And now all the tape is like half ripped off and it's up in trees and it's like blowing through fields and, <laughs> and all of it's, all of it's faded and uh, people are just ignoring it. Right. They haven't, opened up stuff but i went past the basketball courts you know there's like you know five on five games going in it's supposed to be like one person per hoop <laughs> so they're just not enforcing it um but that's not the way it was they were kind of enforcing it at the start and then they shut down the the state parks here um and their their bullshit reason for that get this their reason was people are trashing the parks um and oh, yeah. you know, vandals and i here's the thing though like i don't i didn't believe it I still don't believe it. I don't, I think there, that might've been happening, but how is that different than any other times the parks were open? And I, I just think I, I had a really bad feel about that. I didn't like that at all. I mean, cause we have some state parks here, which are, you know, literally thousands of acres and hiking trails. And, and it was this big power play. Yeah. You know, we're going to check out if your car is in the parking lot. And then they were telling other people, Hey, take pictures of people's license plates and, you know, submitted on this website because we can catch them in the act and we'll find them for you going mean, like the Bellevue and out hiking. Yeah, Bellevue. I I did a video clip on that. You, did you see it? Um, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I did a forty-five second clip. I went on the website Bellevue, Washington, and um, and basically they had where they were encouraging people to report social distance violations and gathering violations. So you could take a picture. You could drag on a map and you could bring it over. Here's where it happened. You could take some pictures, you could submit those and you could write a little thing. But it's like, here's the deal, right? Social gathering, right? There's another term, uh, distancing, social distancing. Um, who's who's to police that, right? I mean, actually it's the police, right? But the police are, they're looking at this saying, okay, you submitted this photo. I guess it's authentic. Like, even though you took it <laughs> five weeks ago before all this stuff, you're just trying to get your neighbor in trouble. I don't know. Let's keep going. Hey, before we go through the next term, this Moore's IG. Marty, welcome. Marty, this is for you. I'm going to send this to you. Now, the thing is, Marty, this isn't easy to send. You got to realize that I'm taking, uh, this is a big thing on postage. So I'm going to try to mail it media rate and say it's a book in a can. All right. It's kind of a new thing I've come up with, uh, but then it's only $3 to mail. Book in a can. Uh, so yeah, everybody, progress a book in a can. This is lentil soup from Dismore's IG in Washington State. Our good friend Nick Schulander picked this up. Um, anyone take a we guess get this for? in the chat room? How much did Nick pay for this can of soup at Dismore's IG? I'm gonna go forty three point five cents uh, after tax. Damn, you know what he had? He had a double down coupon on this, and he got it for free. <laughs> so they actually ended up paying him. He got a hat. He got an Orita <laughs> potato hat. He looks like a potato. He doesn't wear it a lot, but has a pretty big bill. So it covers like his, it shades him in sun because he's, he's got fair skin. So it's kind of a good deal for him. So it was this in the hat. I only got this. I didn't get the hat, but yeah. So this is free progressive lentil soup, which is really good for you too. Lentils are, are healthy. So let's move on. Book in a can. Um, yeah. If, if you do that, um, Red, yeah. Book in a can. It, it, you can mail 333 anywhere. Yeah. All right. So, what do we leave? I think uh, we we left off on the essential travel only. I think that was. What well, we yeah. Why don't we spin it? Why don't we spin it then into essential workers? Right. That was the next thing. Like all these people being told you're essential. And oh, non-essential business. That's uh, that's number thirteen, actually. Okay. But uh, yeah. 
Right. You know, if we go out of order, the whole thing's going to just go to hell. Just like a Rick and Morty episode. So let's stay in order. We'll get to Like it. my show does every goddamn yeah, show. Just stay, stay in order <laughs> because once we get to 13, then it's like 13 to 7 to 9. It's like bingo at a retirement village. We're in big trouble. <laughs> we can't do this. We just don't have it together enough tonight. Marty is holding it together for us over here in the chat. Marty's taking notes. Hey, uh, let me tell Thank you, Marty. Here. Red, Red, I appreciate it. You should be on the lookout. I've already reported you to the authorities. I, I, I'm actually at home. I'm in my studio. So F you for uh, reporting me to the authorities. And by the way, they're on my side. <laughs> yeah. Just so in, in, so Bacon is an agent, um, a multi-jurisdictional, um, a, he's under multi-jurisdictional um, task force. So we can't really say much more about it, but it's hell because he doesn't know who he reports to. But he gets paid. You don't want to know. Weekly. <laughs> it's paid weekly. So where, where are we at? What's uh, we just got see. done with these Stay at home. Here. By the way, we've got we have like several. Uh, I listened to a uh, 99.9 KSW. That's where the men's room plays. Um, that's the only station I really listen to up here, aside from the uh, the classical music station. Um, but they have like um they have like several ads or like especially we have a pro- important message about coronavirus. If you're uh, over the age of 70, please stay at home because you might be at risk. Make sure you wash your hands for 20 seconds. 20 you know, seconds. do you have a cough? Make sure you go to the doctor's office. See if you test positive for the coronavirus. Did you hear about the coronavirus uh, the last few months? I don't know. So what, so what is this? WKSK? WKRP Cincinnati? KISW. KSW. And they're syndicated on other places. KGON, I think, in Portland. They're in South Dakota. There you go, Aaron. Send Clary. us some, some swag. So I, I get swag periodically. Like people um, will send me stuff to promo on the show, which I haven't really, really done yet. But yeah, awesome. I've got I've got some stuff heading my way from uh, Florida. Big, big, big news. Big news with that, but I can't talk about it. So, so tell me more about. Um, what you're just we're all about. encouraged to stay at home um to i guess we'll get into this this is out of order but flatten the curve have you heard of flatten the curve uh in 2020 or before 2020 i should say yeah flatten the curve so nobody knew knew what that meant right god i feel like i'm saying no. the same thing over and over again but yeah nobody knew what that meant and the other part with flatten the curve is is flatten the curve really never intended to wipe out the virus. It just meant that the virus would not overwhelm hospitals that wouldn't peak, right? It would just kind of gradually roll out. I also saw right. the U.S. Comfort uh, left um, New York and it treated like less than 400 people total, which seems really weird to me that, you know, you dispatch this massive, you know, military uh, medical boat and you treat less than 400 people and then you up anchor and it's like, see you later. It's like Kelsey Grammer on Down Periscope. You know, oh yeah, I, that's right. They uh they they sent medical uh medical ships. I think both one on the east coast of New York and the other one to uh somewhere in LA, I believe. Right. But the but the New York one's gone. Like it it, it up anchored and they hit a couple a couple golf balls oh, really? off of it. <laughs> you know, and, and no, it is. Yeah, they it was it's they said we're not needed here anymore, but they treat it less than four hundred <laughs> people. Again, this thing's like what, like five football fields long. So it's it's that kind of stuff. Now, how that links into what we're talking about, I don't know. What were we talking about, by the way? Marty, can you update us? 
What were we talking about here, Bacon? You got my, hey, you got me. I don't right. know. We have essential um, workers. Stay at stay, home. Stay, stay home. at home, basically. All right. You stay at home, save lives. And they've had this on the on the freeway banners, you know, where they normally do the uh, traffic updates. So it's like, staying home is saving lives. Keep it up, Washington. They've had that up here for the last month or so. I don't know what your take is. I hate that stuff. I think it, it's pandering when you see that, especially, yeah, on those those digital billboards. I just, I have I have no patience for that. By the way. I had some, uh, there was uh, some cosplayer uh, in, uh, in New York City. I think her handle is Slugfy or something. She was a cosplayer. And I told her that I was going outside, you know, every day. She apparently, uh, she also didn't think to uh, ask whether I was a social worker or not. But she says, imagine being so got, imagine being so uh, ignorant about the virus that kills 100 people in New York City every day. Guess what I ended up uh, finding, and I'll put this and I'll send this to you. I have the full audio of a nurse that came from Nevada. She volunteered to go to New York City to treat the coronavirus patients, and she put out a uh, a video of all the people who are dying not from coronavirus they were dying from medical malpractice if not actual freaking murder people Yikes. uh getting tubes you know put in their esophagus instead of their trachea they're choking to death on their own blood people getting uh defibrillated with a heartbeat of 40 that is stable like all kind of crazy stuff like the nurses and there's like 50% of nurses out there. They're doing TikTok videos. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, what that's, they're doing. That's another thing that just burns me. I have no tolerance for that whatsoever. I It is, oh, God, it is beyond, you know. Okay. so No, it's it's crazy. No, like what she had to say. And by the way, she got removed from her post uh, within 24 hours after she made that public. And I actually looked her up. I know where her address is. I know what her phone number is now. She's a real person. She is not a crisis actor. She actually, she's a real guy. She's a real person. And she reported on, look, nobody's dying of COVID up there in New York City. They're all dying of medical malpractice, if not murder. Wow. And I said this to that slug feet person that, uh, that said I was being flippant about this whole coronavirus outbreak. Yeah. Guess what I heard, Pat? <laughs> Nothing. They, want, they wanted to kill you. They put a hit out on you? What'd you hear back? Am I back? What, what happened? Yeah, Bacon, where are you? I'm right here. All right. So okay. what, what, this person put a hit out on you? No, it $100, was... thousand dollars She was just talking a lot of crap online. And so, no, all I had to do was wait. All I had to do was wait. I got all the evidence ready to go, and I put it in one post. So, okay, you think uh, you need to wear a mask to get through this? Guess what? Most of them still get the coronavirus. You think staying at home helps? Two-thirds of those people who stayed at home also get the coronavirus. Let's, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's the thing. If you are at home and people are passive carriers of this, basically you're also guaranteeing that they're going to infect other people in a dense area right their home they can't get out of there so wow 
You know, um, looking over here in, in the chat, um, Cameron wrote about the healthy bonus the hospitals get for everyone admitted as a COVID patient. And that's been confirmed. I mean, I, I've, I've seen that from multiple sources that there is a, a higher premium paid to hospitals for someone who has identified COVID. And now it not only has to be authentic identification, right? It can be... Um, that, you know, the doctors make a decision that this person presents with these symptoms. So we are going to identify them as as a COVID patient without, you know, positive tests. I've also heard stuff what people have, have tested and then they test them a day later and they're positive And then one day later, they're negative. So testing's unreliable. Yeah. I, I guess we get back into your of malpractice. Red Crusader hit on it, too, of, of malpractice has been a problem in, in the medical field long before, you know, COVID-19. And, and if, right. I, if I'm correct... Thing. If I'm correct on this too, um, you know, the whole thing of, you know, we're hearing ventilators, right? Oh, we got to get ventilators. We don't have enough ventilators in New York. Oh, let's talk about ventilators for a minute. Fen you know, Ford's got to make ventilators. GM's got to make ventilators and all this stuff. And then, you know, we we don't hear that anymore. And the reason is, right, that it's more of a blood disease. Um, so it impacts, um, you know, red blood cells not carrying enough oxygen. So it's they're, they're treating it different. Basically finding out that the ventilators weren't this end all. This wasn't this wasn't. If you have enough there. blood to carry oxygen anyway. Um, that's one thing that's been the thing. Uh, what this nurse had to say was they. Uh, people who actually seriously are. You know, dealing with this virus. They end up needing a blood transfusion because they end up running out of blood. They're not even replacing the blood for these people. So I don't, they, I don't quite get it. Like, so how are they losing blood? I'm not exactly sure, to be honest with you. I, I, I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. I'm just the world's greatest nutritionist. I just, I deal with prevention, not cure. But okay. that's what this person had to say, who's in this industry. A lot of these people, they end up needing blood transfusions, and they're not getting them until it's like almost far too late, if they get it at all. Okay. So yeah, with the with the antibodies and and stuff like that. Okay. So let let's keep rolling with our terms. So okay. what's another what's another term? Cover the stay at home, sanitize every hour. Um. Sexy Doc, you uh, what was it like uh, when you were uh, when you were a kid? You know, were you allowed to go outside? Were you allowed yeah. to play dirt, yeah, I, grass, I, and all this stuff? Oh god! All this stuff? Oh god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in the town I grew up in, um, small town of like twelve hundred people, and there was a river that ran through it. You know, moderate sized river. And there was a swinging bridge from like the nineteen thirties that was still um, still there. They used it because you had to get to the other side of the river to get to where the wells were for the city. But anyway, like as kids, you'd be 10 years old, you'd be out on this thing swinging like crazy. And literally like, you know, we had kids would fall off and, you know, 30 feet down into the water, swim back out. But yeah, it was as far as like, you know, sanitize. Hey man, when I was in college, it, we lived off campus in a, in a apartment building, just as a horrible, horrible place. But we got it for like 700 bucks a semester. Like all of us, it's just totally total cost 700 bucks. We didn't vacuum until we, we moved out three years later. <laughs> we didn't vacuum once. <laughs> so my immune system was good. Got to fight off everything, man. We had well, mold, that's mold, what mold, I was going to ask. What do you think that did for your immune system? Right. Yeah. So this whole sanitizing I mean, and people were concerned. There were red flags coming up on that before the coronavirus of saying um, we're we're getting 
a situation where kids aren't getting exposed to stuff so they can build up these tolerances and they're, they're presenting now as 20 year olds with higher allergies and um, higher reactions to, you know, when they, when they do get sick because they haven't built up the antibodies and things like that. So um, yeah, this whole sanitize every hour. And I, re- I watch this stuff too. Like you watch on the news, they shut down. The restaurants the- are required to do that here, by the way, they're, they're required to do that. So what does it look like though? I mean, because I, I see people, well, you see these little TV clips, right? And and they they take a rag and they probably have it sprayed, you know, Lysol, some disinfectant, but then they're like wiping everything off with the same rag. <laughs> and I'm wondering, like, how long does this have the effectiveness? Or, you know, are you really getting all the stuff? And this, you know, the UV lights, I guess, are a little more <laughs> effective, even though like that's not a, a, a big issue. By the way. They put like this little plastic film over the uh, the credit card reader things, you know, and I've talked to people. It's like, hey, how often do you change this? I was like, I don't remember when we actually uh, took the we actually changed out the the plastic films over the uh, credit card things. We don't we don't actually even check those. So there's that there's that going for us. Yeah, I think Aaron Clary posted in the last day or two on Twitter. Uh, like an ATM, and then there's like a a, a plastic, um, uh, god, like saran wrap that's over the numbers. Yep. So it's like everybody's touching the plastic saran wrap instead of touching the numbers. So it's like you know, this cross contamination stuff. It's just it's crazy. So okay, sanitize every hour. You know, and that's the thing too. From a practical standpoint, there's it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to do it's not feasible to do that you can't do that in a school you're not going to have a couple kids go out on the playground and then you're going to bring them all back in and dispatch 10 people to spray everything wipe everything down and then let the next kids come out or every time somebody gets on a bus you know we talked about public trans transit everybody every time someone's in walmart they're picking a can of soup up they put it back on an aisle someone rushes to disinfect it so i've been covering uh what's going on in the walmarts too lately all the stuff that's been uh, going off the shelves. A whole lot of frozen pizzas and uh, vegetables, apparently. Uh, that's what people stock up. All right. So we got to pause right here. This is our last items from Dismore's IGA. All right. This this is a six-pack. <laughs> Stay with us, folks. Don't don't drop out now. This is a six-pack of Pepsi. These are 20-ounce bottles. Nick Schulander picked these up at Dismore's IGA. And you, this is, you got a pandemic sale on these things. So you got to think in a pandemic, you know, make your dollar last. So Nick picked these up. How much do you think Nick paid? Anyone in the chat want to take a guess here on the six pack of Pepsi? Right. From Dismore's IGA? While they, while they guess on that, and I'm going to omit myself from this. So I think it's a dollar 49, but you want to know one of the things you want to stock up on uh, during these trying times here from the restaurant. Hint, I'm S- drinking it right now. Wine. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been picking up. Uh, I'll give them a plug. Bizarro's uh, Italian Cafe. They're up on uh, 46 and the Stone Way. They're up in uh, Fremont. But them, alongside a lot of other people, they've been spot. This has been a fire sale on wine uh, the last few weeks. And I have stocked up my store on at least 20 different bottles of wine. They can't, they can't sell it right now because people can't come in and dine and drink, drink them. So they've been selling them. Not only that, but scotches, different bottles of bourbon, all kinds of beers. It's been it's been freaking crazy up here. All right. So who who are you giving a free plug out to again here? Oh, Bizarro's Italian uh, Cafe. Um, 
if you want to look that up, they're uh, God, where are they? Forty forty fourth and uh, huh? They're at Cicero, aren't they? Forty fourth and Cicero. No, they're forty sixth and Stone Way. They're in Fremont and uh, Seattle. It's a different place. I'm thinking of. God damn it. Okay. So Bizarro's Italian Cafe. Yeah, tell them you know bacon, and I'll see if you tell oh, them you they know, know. Nick, Nick Shoelander. They know. I've Nick Shoelander. And, and, and the thing with Shoelander is sometimes they'll be like Nick Shoelander, and you're like Nick Zoolander because that he went by Zoolander for a couple of years. It's kind of an alias. Then he, he went back to Shoelander, but I liked it when he was Nick uh, Zoolander. And I don't know that with the whole Jerry Spiller cool. thing, it just kind of makes sense, right? Nick Zoolander. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Actually. Yeah, it is. He's the, he's Nick Zoolander. All right. So give us a couple more terms and then uh, let, let's do two more. Do pick out two big ones on your list and then let's get to this whole contact tracing of how we're going to deal with that. But let's, Oh, God. Let's All right. Well, let's just uh, why don't we just get through the uh, the terms now? Yeah. Why don't you just why don't you just go through them and then we're I'll, at three I'll minutes past the 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, wear a mask uh, in parentheses N95. We talked about that. Use gloves. You've talked about that numerous times already. Um, wash your hands every hour. We just talked about that. Flatten the curve. Soft quarantine. High touchers. Uh, when's the last time you heard about that? Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. These are all terms that have been. They've been made public for the last few months. There goes the train. Wow, train just went by. <laughs> oh, it's still going by. Wow, this is like a this is like North by Northwest with uh yeah. It's Jimmy Stewart. Welcome to the Laughter of Humanity show. <laughs> wow, there's a train. Because we were we were gonna talk about this, but uh, but um but yeah, bacon is on a train. It's not Amtrak either. Specific Amtrak southern. does come here actually. It does, by the it way, does come, uh, yeah, they have a Amtrak station in uh, Tukwila, I believe. Yeah, but it's Pacific Southern. It's like a semi-military railroad, but between Seattle and Area Fifty-One. It does. It, we have everything come through here. Yeah, but yeah, high-touch areas. When's the last time you heard of that? I mean, I've never heard that term before. Uh, before this whole COVID thing broke out, and we and we can think about what that means but again it's it's abstract right i mean handles are high touch areas but what else i guess keypads how do you explain this to kids i was just going to say keypads you know where they have the saran wrap over it which they only change like maybe every other day right so fine you're touching the keypads do they change it between every customer no they don't they have the face sh- the uh plexiglass over the uh, over the aisles, guess what? You end up talking to people uh, around them anyway. Um, yeah, that that's one of the main terms. The last one I have on the list here is uh, quote unquote non essential business or essential business. We talked about that already. By the way, um, just. Talking about being a situation worker, so I deliver food and other things to people who either can't go out and get it or just want to get it to their place. There was a, uh, and this is one reason I'm glad I'm back on Twitter. Wouldn't you think 
that the people who are getting out and about every day, visiting all kinds of different places and all kinds of residences, wouldn't you think the uh, rates of uh, the COVID outbreak, wouldn't you think we would actually get the disease? Yeah, that's a good <laughs> really? point. Guess what? That hasn't gone up for us, even though we're probably the most exposed. And this brings up another point. Rob of RobSays.net. He has mirrored one of the things I've thought about a long time ago. You ever hear of the term heroes? I have. Yeah, I watch Hogan. We're, we're all we're all heroes here. Apparently, we uh, uh, all of us we've been celebrated as being heroes. We're all braving the uh, the COVID outbreak and bringing essential services to people. I'll make a slightly uh, selfish case here because delivery people, we didn't exactly sign up to do this during a whole pandemic outbreak. We didn't sign up to uh, do this during whatever the hell's going on right now. But people who are doctors, people who are nurses, including the nurse that's from Nevada that's probably getting kicked out of New York City right now, if she's not being actively doxxed. I haven't checked on her lately, but uh, pretty sure that's probably happening. She's talking about all the people that the nurses are killing right now, the doctors are killing right now. They signed up for that. It's like the people in the military. Oh, my God. Did you realize you might die from enemy fire if you're in the military? Oh, God. We didn't freaking know that. No, you're not heroes. If you're a nurse, if you're a doctor, you signed up for this. You're not a hero. This is your job. This is what you signed up for. You were signed up for this exact moment. So, no, all the people making TikTok videos right now, you're not heroes. This is your job. You know, and that, again, you know, I look at that stuff and I, I almost, I mean, I find it embarrassing, right? I mean, I wouldn't want to be doing a TikTok video if I'm a nurse or a doctor or a firefighter. Or, it just seems, not only, it seems childish and disrespectful. And the other part is um, the parades, right? So it's, you know, here's our weekly parade and we're going to pull out our million dollar aerial fire truck and, and all, you know, all of our, our, you know, equipment, we're going to drive around the hospital four times and we're going to drive up and down streets and you have time to do this. We don't, we don't have time. These are expensive. This is expensive equipment. These are expensive resources. Like I get it once, like we could do a parade once for morale. If you look at civilian morale, like every 90 days, if you do one thing like this, it's a good thing. Like there's studies on that, but these things now are like daily, you know? So here was our parade today in this community and here's their parade next week. And here's, oh, get this. So in a community near us, right? Their high school seniors are graduating. And they, the parents wanted to put these huge banners up on the, the street sign or the street light post, right? On the main street and celebrating every kid and saying, you know, here, here they are. Here's our graduates. And here, here's the deal. Um, the, the city came in and said, we can't do this because it's a main, it's a main road. It's like a county road and we can't put stuff here because it can obscure the view and, and all this stuff. So the parents like, 
rallied to get this overturned temporarily so they could do these banners. And I'm like, it's, it's crazy. You don't have to do that. You don't have to pay, you know, thousands of dollars for these big banners. You can celebrate this somewhere else. You can do it by the school, but it's like, people feel they have to do this stuff and the parades. And, and I, I don't know. I think it was red actually red. I think you're talking about how parades, um, these sirens and all that. They're, they're really confusing for elderly people, people in um, assisted living communities, people in hospitals, right? They're hearing sirens outside. Was there a shooting? Did something happen? Are we being, um, you know, your, your kids with autism, like a lot of parades um, had gone just to lights only and not doing sirens because uh, people with, with neurosensitive uh, conditions. And now it's all out the window. It's like, no, we're going to drive up and down your road with the siren blaring. And, and then we're going to come back with, you know, until now, that I heard of, uh, till now, but you know, that's a good, uh, that's a good point. So, but, I, but I'm looking at this and, and I'm like, this has to end this, this doesn't make sense. Um, and, and then no one's social distancing, right? None of this <laughs> does. Will come out None of this like, makes sense. 22 people uh, one standing of the, shoulder One of the to references shoulder. I gave to uh, people, uh, you, have you heard of the, uh, the frog soup uh, fable, I think it is? Yeah. Uh, for those of who I haven't heard of, if you throw a frog into water that's already boiling or whatever the hell you have, else have in there, the frog's just going to jump out. However, you put the frog into cold water and then you slowly turn up the heat then the frog is not going to notice until it's too late. That's what's been going on here. I don't know if you know, we've had these uh, restrictions. They've been slowly added on until the point where I'm predicting we're going to have to pick up orders from the middle of the freaking street at some point. But it's been every restriction has been slowly added on. So people don't actually catch on to it. That's what's been going on here. And it's been going on in most of the other places as well. Wow. So it, I, yeah, I'm looking over in the, in the, the chat too. I mean, if anyone is, you know, seen, you know, seen these parades or you have, have an opinion, you know, on these, these, these parades. Um, and again, it, it doesn't sit well with me. And, and as you've kind of said too, I mean, how far, I mean, you know, what is, what is uh, social distancing and delivery curbside? Yeah. Are people going to, you know, pizza, it's going to come up to your house and yeah, and they're going to have some, you know, like the thing they have in the golf course, like, Hey, you know, like the hole oh, is 300 yards away. They can do the little laser. God, could you imagine Caddyshack if they would have that technology and, and uh, yeah, Rodney Dangerfield. Hey, it's a thir- 320 yards, Doc Schmales or, or Judge Schmales, right? You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you know, shank it to the left. I never shank. Anyway. Um, yeah. But are they going to say like, stay right there? You know, you're 25 feet away. So I'm going to, dr- I'm going to put this package on your, your lawn or on your sidewalk and come out and get it. it, it I, I see a lot of things right now, which are just, per, I, I call them permanent solutions to a temporary situation. And, um, you know, people saying, yeah, when, when we start school again, school will never be the same. Playgrounds will be gone. Um, all these other things, things I'm like, you know, is this really an event which has changed things forever? Are we, are you going to have a, a stadium like in Seattle, you know, where the Seahawks play or whatever, it's CenturyLink that seats 70,000. Will you have like 10,000 people be allowed in and they all have to sit. Yeah, 15 feet apart. I don't know. I'm already doing it. By the way, um, 
in case you're wondering where whether people will learn from this, okay, there's some evidence that some things will change permanently. But uh, did you ever hear of Snowpocalypse? Uh, no. Snowpocalypse happened up here uh, a year ago, and it was early February. I'll give you a couple of quick stories real quick on that. One, I had a slow leak in my uh, on one of my rear tires on my vehicle, and I called discount tire because I got the insurance on that. It's worth getting insurance on your tires, by the way. I call them, hey, I got a slow leak in my tires. No big deal. Do you guys mind taking a look at this? And they told me it's going to be at least a six-hour wait. This was the day before the snow actually fell. Okay. The day before. And I said, literally out loud, I was like, wait, is everybody getting their snow tires now? I said, yeah. They're totally swamped with people getting their snow tires. Literally what? the day before. So yeah, are no, you, are nobody you planning ahead. kidding me? Nobody planning ahead. Wow. That's one story. I had to wait a couple weeks and spent a, a few times pumping up my tire with the with the air pump that I have in the trunk. That night, I went to a Safeway and I uh, I got a I wanted to get a can of soup and some other things. I wanted to try a new recipe or whatever. And I walk into the I walk into the Safeway. And I see literally, literally uh, Hitler walking in. I see people shoveling cans of soup and vegetables and all this stuff into their uh, into their carts. Literally, this, people like okay. stocking up. They're finally stocking up the night before the snowstorm hit. This yeah, nobody, nobody, nobody plans. Yeah. Oh, no, they don't. This is the same population. A year later, we have the pandemic hit, and they're clearing out all the toilet paper, all the hand sanitizer, all the everything else that people did for this whole corona outbreak. It's the same population that went through snowpocalypse not a year before this happened. They didn't learn a goddamn thing. They didn't learn anything from that. They're not prepared. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And and that's, I don't know. It'll be interesting if, I think some behaviors will change for a little while. Um, I think people will, will stock up at least for a year or two. They'll have extra stuff. But yeah, you're right. I mean, people will bounce back um, to their stupid, <laughs> careless behaviors. I mean. They're not going to learn. This is the way people learn, are. No. So let's. So let's get into um, let's get into this contact tracing because I there's a oh bill there's a there's a bill out there uh, which would be a hundred billion dollars into contact tracing and, and and just in a nutshell what contact tracing means is um, they're, they're trying to find out who who was the original person that had the virus like and then who are all the people that they interacted with so that's contact tracing um, and 
there's there's a bill, a hundred billion dollars, and actually there's a, there's a lot in it which allows. Well, they already do this, right? But tracking your cell phone, tracking other stuff, so they can see. Oh, like you interact it with you know these people at this location at this time, so we need to contact them. But uh, I'm looking at this. I'm like a hundred billion dollars. This this will be people's career. There will be people all over the country now, and they'll be like, "What's your job?" I'm a full time contact tracer. Like I get called by the Department of Health to go and interview like so many people, and I contact them and I ask them people that they've interacted with, what other stuff they've done, how many people they interact with on a regular basis. Who I mean, all this stuff. But I I think it's really freaky. Like I'm looking at this saying these people could come to your house. And they and I think I saw something too. I think good luck if you come to my fucking house. <laughs> I think it was Pennsylvania bacon where if you didn't allow them in your house, um, not only would you be fine, but there were other things like there could be um, a taking of your property and stuff like this. I mean, it's it's really this is the next part we have to start focusing on because everybody's kind of dealt with the whole stuff with the virus changing things, stay at home. But now this contact tracing. Um, Give me, give me your take on how you would respond to this. You know, somebody knocks at your door, somebody shows up and says, yeah, you know, Bacon, you've been out delivering stuff and some of the people or, you know, that you've interacted with have tested COVID positive. So we have some questions for you. Tell me, I guess, tell me how you'd handle that. You know, it happens an hour from now. And they're like, by the way, we've got to talk to you about some guy in his truck that got stripped down. But anyway. Well, first of all, that's gonna. I'm answering the door with machetes at the ready. Fuck you! If you're gonna fucking keep me indoors, sorry, sorry, FCC. Uh, I'm going radio off. Uh, not friendly anymore. But no, you're not keeping me indoors. I'm not. I'm not staying. I'm not sheltering in place. You can go f yourself for that. No, if somebody comes to my door. Or what, what what you're referencing is basically, uh, just so everybody knows, they're not only tracking, a, they're not only developing an app that tracks GPS, they're tracking Bluetooth as well. So turn both of those off. I will be doing that uh, as of this coming Sunday. Oh, no, somebody comes to my door? No. You're, you're not keeping me in place. How about oh, if they just want to interview? I mean, what if they're saying though, "Hey, we 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 uh, we have some questions for you." Pay me first. I'm with the department. Of, that's another thing. I mean, these people are going to have to have some kind of ID, which all of us. I mean, David Muir and the and the news, ABC News, they're going to have to make this very ubiquitous so people know, and then people are going to be fraudulent on this too. Hey, I'm just on your property because I'm with the contact tracing department. You know, you're on my property. That's right. already a problem right here. I just kind of use my Dismore's IGA badge. That thing's like golden. <laughs> Get pulled over. You just, just pull it out. Uh, sir, go on your way. Go on your way. But so so this is the thing we got to think about. And looking over in, in the chat, you know, SAS to wrote, contact tracing is a stepping stone to the Chinese style social credit system. And I believe that. So in China, the last couple of years, they have social credit He's system. Right. And it's, it's moving here. It's moving fast. And this is one of the ways to do it. Um, and I and people just aren't paying any attention to this, so it's not getting much media coverage because who's going to cover? <laughs> who's going to cover this? And it's a pretty obscure concept for a lot of people. People listening into this show, it, it, you know, your work, my work, uh, they get it. They're intellectual folks. They they engage with this stuff. They they know what it means. But most people, they're just like, oh, contact tracing. Sure, I'll tell you 
because if it helps, you know, out or whatever, and they're not realizing that, you know, there, there is a very slippery side to this. Uh, and here's the other side. I mean, what happens, Bacon, if somebody comes to you and, and says, you know, you interacted with these people, they tested positive. We need you to self-quarantine for 14 days. And it's really self-quarantine. And, and fucking luck. I think it's going to be where some of these people are. It's not the, the, the self-quarantine won't be voluntary, right? They're going to say, here you are. And what is it? Kentucky. They put a bracelet on a guy's leg and, and some of this other stuff. And oh no kidding. So yeah. Um, Cause he was, he said he was going to leave his house. But the thing is then um, how do you, how do you maintain work? Right. How, 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 if you're, if you're supposed to, to go into your job every day, and let's say it is a job, you know, where where you can't do it remotely, you know, whether whatever you're a firefighter, well, you're working first of all, utilities. I, I, I I'm an essential worker. I drive for a living. I deliver food for a living. This is for people who actually have to shelter in place. They have to stay six feet apart. I deliver food to them. You're not going to keep me in in the. Uh, you're not going to have me shelter in place. You're not going to have me six feet away. And by the way, um, this is one thing. Oh, this is the plus one. Um, as far as the 13 invented terms for human cattle goes, this is a no contact, uh, no contact delivery where basically you leave the food on their front porch or their front door or whatever. And you text them later to, uh, tell them that you delivered the food. I've been doing that a lot. That's actually made things a little bit easier, but hell that's automatic. It's already added to, uh, the people who are getting the food or whatever delivered to them. Hell, a lot of those people, you know, they're coming out and get the getting the deliveries themselves. Did you know uh, a lot of the high rises here, they make it very hard to get to the people, so they just come down to get their food? Guess what? I'm handing them their food directly half the time. Yeah. Right. So they have to right. So they have to interact with you, and then you're interacting with different people. So Okay. I'm interacting with different restaurants. I'm interacting with different people. Guess what? I'm probably one of the most exposed people uh, to this whole coronavirus out there. Yikes. Put some pants on, my friend. <laughs> we don't deliver that way anymore. That's been out since the 30s. With a great Juan depression. Cabrera says, uh, my neighbor died from coronavirus. I'm still skeptical about his death. He was hospitalized since September past week on Saturday. Since September. Before this whole Corona thing uh, outbroke. Right. It, it, right. And not to make light of it, because I think authentically there is a virus, but because there's so many comorbid conditions right now, which are being identified, you know, like if you have this plus COPD, plus diabetes, plus athlete's foot, <laughs> you know, it's it's taking and saying, you know, you've you've died of it. And, and it's incentivized. I mean, a few people in the, the chat had already indicated, you know, hospitals get paid more. If somebody oh, dies, I was uh, just about to say that. Um, that's you, we know uh, that that's a fact. If you if you uh, have ventilators there, you get paid per person um, to have ventilators uh, being issued to whoever there. And by the way, you do not. If you uh, end up catching coronavirus, you want oxygen. First, I, I had somebody uh, send this to me. Before you end up in one of these places, if you end up in one of these places, and by God help you if you do, make sure the bet the only treatment you have is just having extra oxygen added to you. 
if you get put on one of these ventilators, if you get into one of these hospitals, you are not walking out. You're, you will die if you go into one of these places. I've heard from the nurses that talk that, uh, that are dealing with this in the New York City and other places, you will die. Wow. I'm not kidding about this. You will die if you go into one of these hospitals. They are making people choke on their own blood. They are defibrillating people who have a heartbeat of 40. It is, it is insane what is going on in these hospitals. Yeah, was it was it uh there was somebody on with Joe Rogan and they were going through the the age also, which was something like 81. Um I, I, the age of I don't know if it was the mode or the most people who were were dying was also something you know very usually high. the older population, yes. Yeah, but, usually the older population, and by the way, 88% of the people who are in the United States at least are uh metabolically unhealthy. So they're obese. They yeah. uh, they have diabetes. They have you know heart so disease. Whatever. Bacon, that brings up a good point because I had Drew Bay on the show. I don't know a couple months ago. It was before all of this hit. And Drew was talking. So you know Drew Bay of of yeah. uh, Drew Bay Fitness. Uh, and, and Drew was saying, you know, physical fitness right for everybody is is such a a big aspect of keeping all people healthy. And this was a time when, and people forget about this, this was maybe about three, four months ago, the state of California was saying in their schools, they were going to scale back their physical education class because they didn't want kids to feel shamed because of their body styles and things like that. Basically, <laughs> overweight kids not wanting to participate in recess. So they were cutting it out. Um, and I don't, I don't know how authentic that was because all kids I know love recess. And if you're in California, I mean, being out in the sun, but making all these exemptions, but looking at the fact of, yeah, we get outside, we get vitamin D, all of these things, the benefit. And we don't hear anything about that. We don't ever hear anybody on the news saying, here are things that you could eat to increase, you know, your immune system. Here's things you could do basically for fitness, you know, some real core things. We What we get is we get, you know, some specialist to come on and say, here's how to dilute bleach and water so you can make a mixture so you can write <laughs> down your phone screen. And you and you want to make sure you check with Apple because it might void the warranty. It's like, who gives a shit about that stuff? Like, wouldn't it be something to tell people, yeah, here, and you can't do it. I, I think there was something too, like a doctor was saying, come out, came out and said like vitamin C, vitamin D, something else. And he got fired. He right, got, got moved got, from his post. Got reprimanded because, um, because yeah, you, you can't tell. I mean, it's kind of like the thing in school safety, right? If you, if you sell stuff or if you tell people about stuff that doesn't cost anything, that's not good for the business, <laughs> right? When I wrote School it's of Errors and I'm saying, you don't need this, this stuff. No, so, it's all language based. You know, you can say all this stuff and it's free. It doesn't have any consequences. You know, yeah. it, I've said it before. If words had an actual cost to them, most people would shut the hell up. Right. Which but might... it's free to say this kind of stuff. You know, it's free to say, you know, stay at home. It's free to say, you know, shelter in place, stay away from, hand sanitize every. 20 minutes, wherever it is, you know, it's free to say that stuff. But if it actually, if it actually had a consequence, most people, uh, like I said before, would shut up. They wouldn't say anything. Right. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it was, it was already, you know, hinted on here in, in the chat. Um, was it, uh, uh 
I think, I don't know who, who wrote it. I'm missing it right now. I think it was Cameron, but. Um, Rick Crusader says, uh, actually, Safety Doc, you may be interested in that link since you deal with school topics. I don't know what the link he's talking about. All right. Well, you know how to to get it to me. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, bacon, yeah, stay healthy, guys. So, okay. So, so the contact tracing. So, this is this is right now. Oh, happening. yeah. $100 billion. Yeah. Um, and this looks like it's it's setting up to be something permanent, right? That these will be positions. Your county health department will have somebody on staff who will, that'll be their job. They'll have some kind of, you know, authority given to them. Um, and there'll be some kind of uh, consequence for people that don't engage with them. That's already coming out of Pennsylvania um, of saying, so what What does it mean? And you're going to see lawyers, you know, get in on this of saying, here's what to share with a contact tracer. Here's not, you know, here's what to not share with a contact tracer. Oh, yeah. we're, we're going to you're see right. that. Those will be legal. They'll, you have legal guidance. You'll people lawyer up. They'll say, I'm not going to tell you anything. Um, because I, the part of this, which is, gets into the whole social credit score, kind of like China's. I mean, what if there's other places, you know, you've been, which, which, you know, put you at risk if that information gets out. I mean, what if it's a, with two parents and, you know, they're, divorced parents and and there's custody issues going on and and it is that you know um a child was at a grandparents house for an hour that they weren't supposed to be there i mean all these kind of little data points that now become into the system right they become more upfront in the system because of contact tracing so i think it's really scary i think it's really scary to uh to to think about that um but so anyway, yeah, I, w- I went through, you know, so we have contact tracing, which is, which is hitting up. And, uh, I, I don't know exactly what that'll look like, but I do, I, I anticipate there'll be a set of consequences. We'll be educated, quote unquote, we'll be educated about this. Um, it, you're, it's, it won't be far down the road. I would well, guess. That- I got it pulled up right now here. Uh, this is from geekwire.com. Uh, Washington plans, uh, 1500 person contact tracing team. As governor outlines reopening strategy is from April 21, 2020 at 5.30 uh, p.m. Ongoing coverage of virus. Okay, that doesn't need to do that. Washington State plans to have 1,500 people conducting contact tracing by mid-May in an effort to map and control the spread of COVID-19 as the economy reopens. Washington Governor Jay Inslee outlined a phased approach to lifting the lockdown order has been a case in place since March during an address Tuesday. That was a couple days ago. So the recovery plan starts with widespread testing, a challenge for states across the country, followed by rapid isolation of individuals with the virus and contact traces to prevent it from spreading. There's a tweet from him here. Um, we're not going to go through that. Contact tracing is a disease mitigation strategy in which investigators track down people who interacted with an infected individual during the window of contagion. It is traditionally done by phone calls and interviews. So governments are now exploring technology-driven contact tracing. Apple and Google, you may know them, are developing tools that lose, uh, listen very closely, Bluetooth signals in mobile devices to track potential COVID-19 cases raving Raising new privacy concerns, these tech companies plan to release software updates next month that enable their mobile operating systems to exchange 
anonymized keys right. with other phones that come in close proximity. When public health of, uh, officials identify a positive COVID-19 case, they'll be able to notify everyone whose phone was near the patient without revealing that person's identity. I have very, uh, I have a lot of questions about that. Just saying. So, so, you know, the whole thing when they say it's an anonymous data, right? It's anonymous until they knock on your door and say, Here, we have the data. Like, that's to me, that that's complete garbage because they know, they, they know it's you. Um, and I think the other part is, I mean, anonymous data is, is kind of useless. <laughs> um, they, at a granular level, they, they couldn't, they couldn't do this stuff um, and do contact tracing with anonymous data. Like, they wouldn't know whose house to go to. So, it's it's freaky and and I just I, I shared it a little bit ago, but Red um, gave us the link to the headbands that um, Chinese uh, students are wearing right now, and it's basically um, headbands that um, track um, their it's AI tracks their their mind uh, waves, what they're paying attention to. Uh, if they're not paying attention, the different color comes on the front. So, oh my God, absolutely absolutely scary. Uh, Scary stuff. Uh, let me let me just pull pull. God damn it! Um, this hasn't gone uh, bad at all, considering. Um, what? Oh, okay. Share screen. All right, here who's, it is. Whose screen are you sharing? Um, well, well, this is my screen, but this is from Red. Um, okay. So Red Crusader, so Red thanks, but it's an article, China, a headband for your thoughts, um, having kids, <laughs> but there's a kid, but this is actually happening now. And again, you know, where does this happen down the road? Um, you know, just, just how, how long does it take before the stuff, you know, might work its way into some Western countries? I don't know. So, so it's really, it's really freaky with, um, yeah, it, it's absolutely really completely freaky. Uh, the, all of this stuff going on right now with with uh, contact contact tracing, this anonymous data, which isn't anonymous. Um, I've I've said it. I I think it'll be overt. Um, anytime going forward, and you get a cell phone contract and stuff like that, they'll just tell you, um, you know, all of your data is public and you know it's it's tracked, right? All your data is tracked. Well, it um, is, and then people people wonder why I do things the way that I do. Why do I keep things anonymous? Oh, because of Stuff like this. I actually kept that radio friendly. Yeah. You know? No, it's 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 completely um, a mess. Um, so Bullrush wrote, you won't be able to accurately track people without the use of patient identifiable information. So, I got mine protected. Yeah. You know what I'm going to be doing this Sunday? I was supposed to do it today, but I ended up delivering like tacos. Post about that. Tacos. I will be installing uh, the radio head that has been sitting on the floor of my uh, of my uh, vehicle. I'll be installing that so I can just listen to the podcast, like Safety Dog Podcast. You can find the safetyphd.com, by the way, along with Aaron Clary and everybody else. I'll be installing that so I could just hardwire everything through the uh, the legal phone that I have. So good luck tracing me through there. I'll turn the Bluetooth off. I'll turn the GPS off on that. You're not tracking me. That ain't happening. Just saying. Wow. Now you can track me through the what what you're listening to me through now, or what I'm looking at now. But that's my uh, 
that's my essential workers uh, tablet. Right. So they're going to go straight to hell. Bankrupt. No bailout money. Use the VPN. That's what Cameron Sanchez just said, actually, by the way. And he's right. That actually does help. That's the only reason I'm able to actually be on here yeah. right, right now. Yeah, or you could be like me, and all of your stuff is already public, and everybody knows who you are. And you've been on TV a couple times. It's you know, I'm up there, you know, me and Rush and uh, and uh, Tucker. You know, we're, we're there's no hiding behind this anymore. Um, which actually is is it's a little it's a little bit uh, easier to do things that way because yeah, this this isn't uh, this isn't an avatar. It's actually it's actually me. But um, you know, as we kind of as we kind of get toward the the end of this let's let's dip over to um where do you think um what do you think people's lives are going to look like in six months from now six months from now um sir brian bowden is in the room well, from I, the bronx personally i think this is going to go right around uh listeners of the show thank you very much for tuning in um six months from now Smash you know the what? Button. I think a lot of this. Oh, let me make sure you do that. Hang on. Oh, I already did. Yeah. 12 people have liked it. They're over watching now. Um, as far as my uh, stream has uh, shown here. Uh, six months from now? Right. I have to give the philosophers answers. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. What I can guess however, is that there aren't going to be too many restaurants that are uh, are going to be open to people dining in. A lot of bars aren't going to be open. I tell you what, a lot of uh, the places that are around here... Now, the ending of the last decade, we already saw a lot of the places actually closed down. I actually spent New Year's Eve at one of the places closed. It was called Super Bueno. There were a uh, taco place that was up in Wallingford. I spent okay. my uh, time up there. I got and they had like a walk up, just get all kinds of tacos or whatever. And they had margaritas, special margaritas on sale. Ugh. That was her last year of uh, operating. It was New Year's or New Year's Eve. A lot of places closed. A lot more places are going to be closing because of this. A lot of people are going to be losing their job over this before they get their degrees in whatever they were getting their degrees into. Wow. There's so much damage that is going to be done from this that I've seen up here that a lot of people are not. A lot of restaurants are not going to be able to recover from this. A lot of restaurants are going to be going down. A lot of other places are going to be going down. We shut down the entire freaking planet over a disease that kills. Last I checked, 0.2 percent of the population. We shut down the entire freaking planet. Right. Right. Oh, sorry. No, no. So, so yeah. I, you know, you talked about uh, restaurants, and and the thing is, like, I I think buffets are gone. I, I I think the thing is legally, I I don't think the insurance companies 
will allow people to serve buffets because of contact tracing and all of this this stuff. They'll be like, no, we can't do it. Um, and it also, how you know the insurance that you're going to have to pay on these these restaurants and, and the fact that you have floor space. Like everyone is made to be, you know, these restaurants are built to be population dense. You know, get as many people in as you can. Is is if you have a dine in model. Um, you know, you can't make a go of it, right? I mean, I've, I have friends that own restaurants and they're like, we can't make a go of it if we have 20% capacity. And also this, I think um, uh, TJ Martinell shared this out yesterday. Uh, some places in Washington state were requiring you, if you did go into a restaurant, you had to give out, you know, your identification, you know, so you could be contact trace. What, what's <laughs> going to be? Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Bacon. So like, you know, I've been, I've been thinking, uh, we were going to go to Disney that Disney shut down all that stuff. Uh, but I, I would be hesitant to fly my family anywhere. Um, because I don't fly anywhere. Uh, but, I drive everywhere I go. Just, uh, just so you know, big, I mean, big uh, uh, I've talked about that before. I will, or I said, this, or I think early on in the show, uh, D-Tech is requiring people to wear a mask, whether you're flying in or your employee there. I drive everywhere I go. Hell, and that's faster than uh, most of the flights that I would get out of there anyway. Wow. Hey, a, a welcome to our friend Kat from uh, the country of Canada. Kat, welcome. Check out uh, Kat's show at Paranormal Heart uh, Podcast. Um, absolutely awesome. Kat, welcome to the show. So, so Bacon, you're talking about driving everywhere, and that's a thing, too, because I, I thought I can't fly the family because what if any of us, right, are, you know, what if they do now, the they check your temperature, which is easy, and, oh, you know, you're 99.7, sorry, you can't go on this flight, but the rest of oh, your family God. can. Then what do you do? I mean, like, I'm in an airport in Philadelphia or, you know, a layover in Detroit. I mean, what do you, what do, you do? It's a risk. I mean... How do you deal with that? Or do you come on the plane then and you have to have special protection and you have to pay like a premium and everybody knows, oh, that person has a, you know, and what does this mean for HIPAA and FERPA or HIPAA rights, you know, for healthcare? If you're coming on, uh, it's just, I, I looked at it and I'm like, if we did return to Disney, which I might, I mean, I, I think that the, at some point early on, Disney is going to actually be a pretty good place to go because few people will be there and they'll have, you're just not going to have to deal with the crowds and they're going to really be on their game with sanitizing. And that that'll probably fatigue out in a lot of places, but <laughs> I would, I drove like the last time in 2017 and it sucked to drive from Wisconsin to Orlando. Um, but, but again, you're in control, right? I mean, I'm in exactly, control if I'm you're driving. Right. You're in control. I, I'm not going to get stuck at some airport because all of a sudden something went down and they're saying, Oh, like, yeah, you know, Somebody in, in your flying party here, uh, you know, they they tested it, whatever. You, know, you just got out of 104 degree heat and your temperature is 100, um, you know. And and these are the things that you can't control. Like it's out of your hands then. So you got to take that locus of control and say, what what can I control? So I basically said, you know, if we return, I, I'm going to drive it because then, yeah, it, at a kind of worst case scenario, then we would end up just driving to Best Western in Paducah, Kentucky or something. But um. So I, I think this stuff, you know, like we think about public transit, like you're talking about people getting in from the back, but are they going to take public transit yeah, in, insurance right. companies and say, listen, you're going to take out every other row of seats. Like you can only have um, a maximum of 15 people on that. And that's it. I mean, 
What, the thing is, we think a lot of this. We're doing that in the buses right now, right. actually. That's what's happening. But the thing is, it's happening and people are like, yeah, that's not going to happen. But no, and we're seeing like right now in Wisconsin, for example, you know, the Supreme Court of Wisconsin overruled the governor. And then um, with that happening, now all 72 counties are making up their own rules. And some are just saying, we're open. We're open. As of last night, like the bars, everything opened up and other counties are making their, their new rules. So county by counties across the line, everything is its own, is its own, own set of rules. But, um, but I think this whole locus of control, um, and, you know, as, as we've talked about and, you know, you've indicated, I think driving is going to be very important, you know, have a vehicle, have a reliable vehicle, because, uh, you know, anytime you're flying, anytime you're taking a bus or this type of stuff in the foreseeable future, you're totally putting that into somebody else's hands. Yes. Things could happen if you drive, but it, there's a better chance you'd be able to you know, get yourself out of there. But I, and I I've been a very, safe. I've been a pretty big proponent of that, you know, okay. You know, flying, uh, that comes with its own benefits. You, you can get to a place a little bit quicker depending on where you're going, but I would rather drive to most of the place to go because it's exactly what you said. You have control over, you know, whether you have to pull over or take a piss, um, want to get something. Right. This break is important. Yeah. But you know what? There's no TSA if you're driving cross country. Pull the There's plane no over. There's no TSA if you are, uh, you know, if you're if you're going to visit your mom's or you visiting the, the Gary Dealers, whatever it is. You know what? You have complete control when you're behind the wheel. So I'm a big proponent of having some vehicle that could actually go cross country. And by the way, just one of the things we talked about uh, on a few shows back, I believe. I actually put uh what was it? Some what the hell you call it? Stabilizer for fuel. I got some fuel uh I got a five gallon gas tank just in case uh I ended up a little bit low on fuel before they drop off the Simpsons donut right. dome so, on us. Sure. And uh hell, that's gonna last another year. I'll cycle that out if I need to. But hey, if they're threatening to weld our doors shut just to spread the oh that happened in china by the way i don't know if you know that or not that actually did happen in china like in hubei province they actually welded doors shut no Um, i uh i didn't i didn't hear about that so you don't want to be in china right now basically they will do that kind of no if i hear that stuff is coming up here guess what i'm going to my friends in australia I'm going to my friend over in uh, Corvallis, Oregon. I'm going to my friend over. I'm going to Athlon Duckyus House over in Truckee, Austin. Athlon will take the you fuck in a cave. Out of here. Athlon will take you in a cave. Body cell phone reception, right? and he has a Faraday uh, cage. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. So we get into we get into this whole locus of control, and, and I guess um, tell me, uh, tell me, I, I'm going to bring you back. You know, I talk a lot about face validity on the show. So face validity is when you can say, I observed versus like, I think say, you know, like you were saying, I observed when I'm driving through Seattle that there was nobody else out. I mean, and and that was extremely different than what it had been in the past. Tell me some other things that you've observed in, in, um, March, maybe, you know, the middle of March, right. When this all started to hit, what were things that you were observing or people that, you know, authentically like, um, around the country, and they're saying, yeah, I went out today and like, boom, 
like I was going to, you know, hike on this trail and there was tape across and it said, you know, there's going to be a finder. Tell me the authentic things that started to hit you, your face validity. Um, so you could get grounded in what was happening. Yeah. You know, let's take you back to like that March. So about March 15th. So that's the time the NCAA shut down the basketball tournament, the NBA shut down, Disney shut down right about. I remember then. that. Yeah. So, yeah. They were thinking about uh, actually having people, maybe like having 200 people total in um, in arenas that normally house 20 to 50,000 people. <laughs> right. They were thinking about doing that, and then they quickly nixed that. So sports ball was totally off the table at the point, at that point. But yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. You're talking about late March. Uh, even back then, uh, some of the restaurants that were shutting the front doors. What they would do is they'll put like the chairs that people normally sit in, and along with the tables that they would normally serve the food on. They'll put those like at the front of the entrances, um, you know, just to keep people from going in there. And I actually had a last night. I had a person, I had one of my uh, vendors who recently did the same thing at chairs and tables in front. So you couldn't go into the main area of the restaurant. What he said, and I knew this beforehand, and he's right. I believe this to be true is the reason they don't let people go use the bathroom, like, or whatever, go into there is that they don't have to clean it. They don't have to hire anybody to clean that area. Sure. Sure. They don't have to have anybody uh, sanitize that area. So it's cheaper for them to just block off everything in the restaurant. Um, Right. You know, and just have everything up front. Well, yeah, because you'd almost have to have a bathroom attendant. I mean, not to make fun of this, but you'd almost have to do that because somebody comes up and then they use the faucet unless it's touchless. Or something on it. I mean, unless everything is completely touchless, which is not in a bathroom, right? Um, Depends on the bathroom. Yeah. But I mean, but for a lot of these places, right? I mean, just for for typical, you know, you know, mom and pop restaurant bars and stuff like that. I mean, there's not that level of self-sanitization. But oh my God. So so what else do you what else um do you anticipate or how is it going to impact I actually let me let me back this up let's go back to face validity so what what were some other things that you started to recognize like did you recognize that the postal workers were doing something different did you notice like the food services you were working with are doing something different um what were people around you were they like suddenly staying uh, immediately they go to the other side of the road i noticed that when i was walking like people social distancing, they would just, <laughs> that, like, that you know, they walk instead of just walking a little bit next, you know, so, so you could pass instead of touching shoulders, they would like go to the other side of the road. So what, what else did you see? And then also like the economy was starting to go bad. Like I actually went out to our, I went out to God, what the hell is it? Our military base. It's not really, it's army reserve right here, not military base, but I went out and was checking, do they have more stuff coming in? Because are we going to like go into martial law? I mean, no one thought, I mean, everybody was thinking that might be coming. Who that knows? Was on the table, like in March, like people didn't know what was happening next. Stock market was down to 18,000. Are they going to shut the banks? I mean, my bank, I re, you know, I went to my bank and then the next day they're like, yeah, we're shutting down the lobby. So you have to do everything remote. What, that's what the was, crazy thing. You know, that's the crazy thing. And I, maybe I talked about this earlier, uh, 
in my drunken head. I'll uh, I'll recap it again. I, I I did I talk about the frog soup thing? You you did. You love frog soup. Yeah, you you talked yeah, about if, if it, a frog jumps in. Yeah, you got. You it. know, and, and I'll tell you what. Uh, the great one over at synlibsoc dot com. Yeah, C-Y-N-L-I-B-S-O-C dot com. He said this early on. You know, if there was really a if it was really a risk of a pandemic actually going on, you want to know what one thing you actually would shut down? It'd be the goddamn airport. Why are we still flying people all around the goddamn place if we have a goddamn pandemic going on? Right. You're right. From a face validity standpoint, we have, you know, Madison Airport, Dane County is a a regional, you know, airport, which is close by. Yeah, the airport kept going. Um, Flights, Delta, American Airlines, everything kept going. (laughs) Right. How do how do we? Yeah, not but apparently you can't buy ammunition anymore because that's not essential. Right. Uh, so from a face validity standpoint, that was really a weird. I I I was watching that. I think you you hit on something. Like if I would have seen the airline shut down, of then I'd be like, ooh, like this is another step, right? This yeah. Means, but not seeing you want that. To, if you want to curb, God, forget shelter in place. If you shut the airports down. And you stop you from flying to different places uh, right. all willy nilly. Yeah, maybe you actually would flatten the curve as what that's, it was called. That's the thing that is so ridiculous. Well, it was allowed to keep going on, right? Because people are flying to other, you know, <laughs> to other states, right? There, so so we can say, yeah, Wisconsin, we're keeping the curve down, but yes, Milwaukee Airport is still open. Yes, Green Bay, Austin's trouble. Um, you know. Most I got meetings. a story for you, uh, just real quick uh, about uh, where D- you know DT is, right? Yeah, one of Aaron Clary's friends. Yeah, he's South in Dakota, South Dakota. Sure. He's uh, and they had one person who came in from uh, I think New York City. They came into South Dakota. They were the they were uh, he was diagnosed with having the coronavirus. Goes back to New York City and then dies there. And then guess what? All of South Dakota is now closed off because of this asshole who was who flew into uh, South Dakota, got diagnosed, and then went back and died of the COVID nineteen. He is the person responsible for having all of South Dakota closed right. off. Right. So, and and that goes back to the contact tracing, right? Um, you know, they can they trace it back. So, you know, here's another thing too. Imagine it won't be long. We're all going to get notified by our insurance companies and they'll say, um, we well, you know we have a new policy and it's in case you've been identified as somebody who um, was positive with a virus and you spread it to others. Um, I, I don't think that is that far out that there'd be some liability um, policy too that is going to be pitched to people. And it, it's so already talked being about, talked about now. You, you talked in Bacon, you talked about, you know, this, this dude in South Dakota, but um, it was it was here in Wisconsin. We had somebody who was diagnosed uh, with with COVID, um, and then they were allowed to uh, stay at home, self quarantine. It was very early on. This is like probably first part of March, and this is before they really cranked down on this stuff. But then the dude was out. He was out places, and they saw him on surveillance, and they they tracked and and basically said, "You got to get back." But then that's the thing is, you know. You know, we we come right back now, right back in the circle to people are going to be told to stay in a certain location 
or they're going to, or this other thing, right? 23 plus me, these ancestry type things. And they're going to say, listen, listen, Atham, listen, listen, Kat, you know, listen, Brian, you have a certain genetic profile, which makes you more vulnerable to the um, next pandemic, which has just started over in Belgium. And it's, it's projected to be here in 78 days. So we need you right now to stay at home. And how do you do that? I mean, you, you, how do you maintain a job? How do you maintain a life? And everything is going on around you. They might just say you have these indicators. You have to stay home. Um, and if you don't stay home, maybe they they seize your assets. I mean, who knows? But I mean, there I, there could be some pretty draconian things. You're not allowed to purchase anything like in China. I mean, there could be the social credit type score thing that moves forward. So I'm really, I'm looking at this as saying, oh, yeah, we're not far off from... The, all of this data being there and, and just saying, you know, listen, for the next four months, you have to stay inside because you're predisposed. You're, you're more likely um, because of a genetic maker for whatever it is, which to me is, is, is really scary because how do people have lives? How do people, and again, what are the consequences if you don't do this stuff? I mean, are, are, are they going to seize your, your property? What could be the consequences that, that come out on your family? They might they... fucking shoot you. Amateurs. I don't know if they're gonna shoot me. I hope not. I mean, Sorry I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty value added. I wrote this book. I'm pretty value added, and the book is also bulletproof, right here, Kevlar. But, I believe you. But no, but but it is, but it's, but it's weird because people will. I mean, this is all kind of soft talk right now until they actually say, "Yeah, we we've just frozen whatever of your assets or." Um, we've just um, shut off your vehicle for the next 30 days. We've disabled it. Or when things start to get real, more this real. Why I have a, this is why I have a vehicle from the night from the 1990s. Excuse me, hang on. I dropped my. Uh... Sass to many was writing about. Yeah, can't travel until you get a vaccine. I mean, we're we're close to that. We hear yeah, Bill exactly. Gates. And we hear people saying, "Hey, listen, you know, until we have a vaccine, and then yeah, I mean, we're we're living at a time when." Travel, you know, any type of... And we're uh, not going to have a vaccine until, what, like 2021? They were talking about 18 months until that happens? I mean, if it's even doable, right, to to make a a vaccine, if this doesn't change. And also, I mean, how many people are going to agree to a vaccine? Um, And what are the consequences if you don't get the vaccine? I. I mean, this. Th- there could be things. I, hey, you, not, you don't have a vaccine? Okay, you've just lost your social security benefits and your health insurance. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but it's it's the customer perceived value. So it's this is the thing I studied right. in school safety, and it makes sense, right? Customer perceived value. If people believe, if, if a majority of people now we we look over SAS too many bull rush, um, cat, Brian, Red Crusader. I mean, they're very intelligent, diligent thinkers, like do due diligence. They're thinking through this. They know it. But if most people out there like, yeah, um, you know, I agree with this because we need a, we need a vaccine and we need these things. We need contact tracing. So we all stay safe. Um, it's pretty easy then to pass that. If people aren't going to give you pushback or a majority of people you convince, Hey, we've got to do this. And then it's social proof. A couple places start doing it, and then it starts to snowball, and more more places start to do it. And um, and then it starts to be you're not patriotic, right? You're not you're you're almost evil. I mean, it's like bacon. Um, how could you be against contact tracing if it saves lives? I mean, how could how if could it you only that? saves if it only saves one life? Have you heard that before? Well, 
Right, right. If it all, hey, all these restrictions, you know, we may kill seven billion people because uh, we can't actually make a living. But it may, it might save one life. It could, if it saves one life, you know. Well, that, and the that's fuck? the thing. Right now, it is. It's called this Overton window. It's it's a policy term, Overton window. And the Overton window, we saw in Canada. Cat, we saw this in Canada just um, a, a couple of weeks ago when they banned. Uh, military assault type rifles and there it, it just oh, happened God. right it just happened and that's because the overton window with everyone panicked um had eliminated fear. a debate on that it had it had got it, it moved forward because the people were just primed that overton window had shifted it had moved over so we're at this point too where people need to be aware of the overton window policy changes and things too of like you know we talked about it here if you're going to travel you know, it's probably better to, to do it by car. Locus of control. <laughs> I can control. That's what I do. I can't. If I'm if I'm at the airport, you know, with my family, and one of us gets waved with a temperature, and suddenly they're saying you can't travel as a group. Like this person can't travel. What do you, then? I Doc, mean, I'm gonna go grab a. I'm gonna go grab an, uh, another couple of drinks real quick. I'll be back in about thirty seconds or so. All right, the show's going. Oh uh, yeah, keep going. Solo over here You're to right the back. doc, apparently. So, so yeah. Um, a, f- a few things. They got a big, big cat down here. Um, a few things. If you haven't already smashed a like button, please do so. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. I'd appreciate that. I do have 135 episodes, including this episode, which is out. Um, and yeah, so face validity is, is really big, right? Face validity, what you observe. So the language you're using with people is to say, I observed this. I observed this at this location and timestamp it, right? Date stamp it. My On Tuesday, back. I observed this um, at back. 10 in the morning. And and that that was very important. I had my network. Brian Bowden was was one of those. Atham was another. And you know, there we, we, go. Were, I'm back. we were talking about, um, you know, what you authentically observe. Because if you say things like, I think that's just not the same uh, doesn't have the same weight. Doesn't have the same. Okay, so yeah, so he is he is back here. Bacon is back. I'm back. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. So what else? What else is on your? What else is on your mind uh, right now with all of this going on? With all this going on, you know, uh, it's like I said before. It's uh, it's been frog soup. You know, it's. Okay, maybe you're not allowed in this part of the restaurant or this part of the facility. Maybe you're not allowed in here. Okay, that's fine. I understand that. And then the restrictions just keep coming. They keep piling on top of each other to the point where I had, uh, what was it? It was one uh, restaurant. It was a vegan Thai restaurant, I believe, up in the uh, university district that... I actually wondered, oh, we need you to stay outside. Even though there was nobody else in there except for her. We need to stay outside because of social distancing. And I wondered out loud, like, okay, when is it going to come to the point where we have to actually accept orders from the middle of of the effing street? And she gave me this whole lecture on... Oh my God, we need to practice social distancing so we can get past this virus. Well, that's the thing. I, we have a lot of people in that camp right now where they're completely into that narrative. Yes, um, they are. And, and psychologically, a lot of them are. This, this, this is really a weird thing too, because I mean, 
we're we're going to get months and maybe years into people millions of people who are who are going to live through their screens they're not going to interact with people at stores anywhere they're they're not they're they're going to um be af- afraid they're going to go out of their way to not um seek any in- engagement with people you know like they they don't want anyone to come up to them and say hey how are you doing today or or you know whatever they they'll be like you know eyes down only getting what they want um you know at a I've store seen a lot, i've seen a lot of that going on here and psychologically, done that. psychologically, that's uh, damn. I mean, it's so damaging. And look at these school schools. I showed that one video, and I can have it. I'll find it. But it's Erdley Elementary School in Canada. So, Kat, this is an interesting one. Oh, um, it's in Canada, Erdley Elementary School. They did a video of what back to school is going to be like, and it's like two minutes long. Um, but it's so uh, dystopian, right? There's like six desks in a classroom, and everything is marked off. Um, with with tape and then the teacher has uh, black gloves on in a mask and uh you know it's just it's just absolutely by the way she hasn't switched gloves in the last 10 days so it's it, you might as well not even have them so here it is and, and i don't have the audio on it but you can kind of get the idea so this is this is uh elementary school in canada they released this uh maybe a week ago so that's the the teacher is saying, here's what it's going to be like. I'm going to have these gloves. All the teachers are going to have this stuff on. And, um, and, and okay. So get this, like, again, an elementary school where three to 400 kids go, you know, the car pulls up, Oh, stay in your car, parent. And then the kid gets out. Kids like, what the hell's going on here? And he's like, Hey, the shirt's a little too long, but don't, don't bring it up. It's my brother's. Yes. I know the shirt's too long. So like, I'd like it that way. So she's like, she's got her gloves. So again, you, that's a point of contact. She touches that. And then, Let's just pause. But that handle right there, she touches that. And then she goes back out and touches a handle again. And she's getting close to vehicle. I mean, these are all little points that fatigue these systems. But anyway, let's. Well, this goes back into what I was saying uh, before. Look. She's like, here. She's like. Everybody's talking. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. Yeah. So they have like this notice up here. Um, Well, I guess. I I don't know. With the. But they have a notice. They have a notice sign that she's pointing to. And who's going to read that, right? I mean, who's going? I'm going to. You just walk past that stuff. But then, I mean, look at this stuff. She's got this mask. She's got gloves on and black gloves, which look really weird as as elementary school in the stuff. But this is sent out to parents, right? And you're going to see this in the U.S. So if your parents listening to this, or you've got you know brothers and, and you know family members, and they've got kids going to school, oh God, the superintendents are all over this. Trust me, I teach superintendents at university level. They're they're gearing up for this right now. This is the template that's being shared to them. And look at this all. That's a hell of an all. Okay, that was carved by Nick Schulender, by the way. It's got the W underneath for welcome. <laughs> Nick Nick Schulender carved that. Took him in the, took him an evening. He not took a, he took his time from uh, visiting this morning. Actually, it's not his this. best work either. If you look at it, it gets a little <laughs> sloppy because it's not centered, and they they really at the bottom it has a big base because otherwise it tip over. And it is, it's, it's, it's not really symmetrical, but still it's pretty cool. And then has, you can buy one here, Visa and MasterCard, like where she's pointing there. You can actually buy one. Nichols ship it to you. If he ships at media rate, it's $3 and 33 cents. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, like right here, let's just have this video go. So this kid is like doing this hand sanitizer. She's saying, yeah, you know, here it's going to be different. And then look at the floor, right? They've have all these markers on the floor. Um, and, you know, you can kind of see them here as we go in the background. It's that yellow and black tape. So you have kids in the hallway. Kids aren't looking at this. Nobody at Walmart, when they shop at Walmart, nobody looks at this. They go up and down the wrong aisles and stuff like that. I mean, Christ's sakes, this is insane. But anyway, okay. 
So she's like, Hey, we got to keep distance here. Kids like whatever there's 800 lockers in here. So like, how's this going to work? I mean, so, okay. So this is, this is the deal. Look at this. Okay. She's saying, Hey, we're going to have, you know, eight desks, six desks in this room. And that's it. Normally you have 24 students, 25. This is it. Look, look. And she's like, everything's going to be here. They got little plastic container. Here's your stuff. Don't say anything to any of your friends, that little <laughs> marker there. That's where you have to stay. That's your space. But you gotta stand here six feet apart. All, like, that's your six feet apart. Your social distancing. But again, <laughs> what's the what's the filtration system on this? Like, and also, if one kid comes in and he touches something, and it, kids are natively going to touch other, you know, they're going to go over by other kids. And, of and course, like that. part of that's life. What they do. That's what they've that's always what been trained do. to. Do. And so this they're is sending such a things. horrible, weird message. And does this actually make that room safer? Does it because unless you had, as you said, kind of some negative air filtration system and some other stuff going in here, if one kid is sick, everybody in the room gets sick. But look, let's just, you know, I'm going to let this play out and just kind of comment. So it is it is absolutely um, uh, just weird. So so she's trying to make light of it. She's like, I can do a jumping jack. Um, I'm like, don't you know, that's the thing. I don't want people to do that. Don't do this. So they're showing this. Who the hell's going to adhere to this? It's not realistic. She said, you can't go in the gym. You can't go in the cafeteria. You can't go in the playground. Kids would be like, what? I've always done this type of stuff. Why go to school if I can't do any of these? Here's a playground roped up. Oh, it's a no-go. We can't go basketball hoop over there. We can't do the playground. Sorry, folks. We can't go here. Read the sign. I can't read that sign. I don't know what that means. These are like second graders. They got to decipher what the sign means. If you're a second grader and you go down the hall, could you lose a point? Could you have a demerit because, um, you know, you didn't social distance? Oh, you went over and gave your friend a high five. <laughs> sorry you did that, Johnny. I'm, I'm really sorry about it, but um, uh, we got to take one of your tokens away. You get five tokens a day. And just a reminder, you can redeem your tokens at the end of a week for a can of lentil soup from Dismore's IGA. But, you're going to have this weird psychological processing and kids have, if they've been taught inclusion, right. They've been taught, you know, s- celebrate your, your classmates, you know, little high fives, fist bumps, stuff like that. And now you're completely programming all of that out. And kids are going to be like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. I just went over and I, I took a sandwich from uh, somebody or I took a fruit roll up and they should have put it on the floor and walked six feet away. And then I should have walked over and got, it. I'm sorry. I didn't follow it. I'm so sorry. But this is the type, this is where we're at. And, and this is, um, oh God. So anyway, it's, it's a two minute video. Um, but to me, that is dystopian. And I don't disagree with the, the person doing it. I mean, she's, she's nice. She's pleasant during that. And this was her job to do this. (laughs) And she's probably, thank you for watching. But you know, it is, it is scary. And, and the, the part that that I think of too is like how many steps did that go through to get approved? How many people had to watch that? You know, like a principal, a school board, a Department of Health. How many people looked at that? Uh, you know, sample parents to finally approve it. And why didn't somebody along the line say, eh, "I don't know, this isn't a good idea. We really don't know what things are going to look like. This is just freaking people out. We'll deal with it on the first day. Do we really want to shut our playground down for kids? We don't. What I mean, but this is. People feel they have to do something, and I think they do the wrong thing. Like, they just jump into this. But to me, that video won't be different than all across the, the U.S. and in universities. You're going to see universities do similar type of videos. 
hey, everybody's back on campus. Whoever goes back on campus, keep social distancing in the commons. Keep social distancing in the field house. Keep social distancing. They'll, they'll have students like, you know, college students, an 18-year-old demonstrating, oh, at the food court, I'm, I need to wait until the person in front of me gets through. You're going to see all this really staged, weird, hokey type of stuff, which just is counterintuitive to how people will really react. And if you're going to get this prescribed, this is just scary. I don't want my kids going to that school. And, and, and the thing is, ultimately, is it making people safer? You know, No, it's not. First of all, it isn't. And I've already gone into that. There's, you know, and again, there's a reason that I, uh, that I link to you. I, I promote your works because you actually, just like you said, um, you promote things that actually keep kids safe. Um, but no, they're, they're going into this other stuff because other people are telling them to do this stuff, you know, right. not and, and, realizing that right. it's not going to actually help right. the kids at all. It's not going to do a goddamn thing. It's it, not going right. to help them one. Sorry. Sorry. FCC It's not going to help them one fucking bit to help them keep the goddamn goddamn kids safe. You know, it, it's just these people following what they were told to do. Right. And no one's, you know, no one's questioning it. And the other part, and John Steele, welcome to the show. John Steele, um, you know, to touch John on this. Dear, yeah. um, how much does the stuff cost? The stuff that they showed in here. it Way too didn't... much, by the way. Well, I've I would say. the numbers of this. So, it's way too fucking much. I mean, so far, so like that video was mostly taking stuff away. Like you can't do this, this, this. But the part that's missing is the next video coming out to parents saying, hey, we bought this new $100,000 robot, which they're selling across the country and, and districts are buying these things. This UV robot or something you know, like UV that robots. Hey, we have this. Before. We have these new lights. We have this. We have these new hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars of things as customer perceived value to make the school safe when you come back. That's the next video coming out. They're going to show Hey, here's our friend Tony the robot. <laughs> hey, when Tony's lights go on, look away. You know, otherwise it'll be a bad day. I mean, whatever it is, but you're going to see this this normalizing of stuff which is totally not normal. And again, I say it is a permanent protocol change to something that's temporary. Um and and nothing's you know, more Nothing's more permanent than a temporary government program. Well, that's the and that's, that's what this is. If you that look is at, exactly yeah. what this is. The the part of this too is early elementary. So you go and you, you start to unpack this, right? And you're like, how many policies did you have to change to make this happen? How many handbooks? How many meetings? How many things have permanently been changed right now for early? I mean, what does their handbook, what them. does their student handbook say? <laughs> or student handbook? Hey, from now on, you know, social distancing, and here's here's how you have to and, and the new things and drop off and, and lunch, and and yeah, I, I I mean, these are the things you're right. These aren't temporary anymore. Once you change policy, no, just no, they're not. Change policy. It's it's really, it's really it's really frightening because again, kids kids. Well, I mean, they're going to look to the adults of saying, okay, like, I guess I'll do this. I'll try to do it the best I can. They're not going to purposely be defiant because that's not the role that kids will have in this. But then the other part, too, is can, what if a kid doesn't wear a mask, right? What if schools say you have to wear a mask? I think New York, Brian. They'll probably die of coronavirus. 
And and what if they what if a kid says I can't do this sensory or my my doctor I saw. Well, if he has a respiratory issue, right. a doctor says the child has a respiratory condition. They need to you know whatever, so they can't. We, it's it's counterproductive to have them wear a mask. And then so our other students going to be like that kid doesn't have a mask on, and our teachers going to be like, oh, I'm not going to work with them because they don't have a mask, or, or now they have to be like socially this extra step, like you have to stay further away. Um, but you're, you're going to, right. You're going to have all of these conditions, which are going to start coming in place. And I think I, I saw it on TV um, and, and this is bad for face validity. So, but I saw on TV <laughs> where somebody went, there was a shopper at a store, like a target or something. And, and the guy didn't have a mask on and shoppers were supposed to have masks. And he had a, a note from his doctor that said he, it was adverse to, for him to wear a mask. So he did have this note, but then they were basically telling him then you can't shop here or you could shop here, but you'd have to have a special shopper. Like somebody would shop for you. They're doing that here, by the way, at least Costco is so, doing it. And and they're like, and the guy's like, if I want anybody shopping for me, I want Nick Shulander. He gets the best deals. Do you know, do you know that Nick Shulander got this at Dismore's IGA for a buck five? So that's, <laughs> a, that's the guy you want shopping for you. But you know, you've touched it, and Bacon, you write a lot about this in, in your work. You pick up on the nuances, and I call it the looking to the horizon where the light bends, and you start to see, ooh, like these things are starting to change people's perceptions, people's practices, people's policy. This is like actually happening. And um, yeah, and, and I, I think it's it's crazy. It, and so Bullrush, you know, hit on this, and we talked about this earlier in the show. Bullrush wrote, constantly wearing a mask can cause a form of obstructive pneumonia. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you know, kid, if you're breathing in your own CO2. National Institute of Health came up with that. And, and thanks in Bullrush, um, in numerous studies on, on, again, motorcycle helmets, of uh, full-face motorcycle helmets and increased uh, CO2 levels and motorcycle uh, riders having some kind of impairment because of increased CO2 levels. So uh, re-engineering. But, you know, what did we see early on with masks? Well, anybody can make a mask. Here, you know, like take take this, you They're know, canvas, cut it four ways, layer it six times, and, you know, put it around you with a with a, a tie-down strap. I mean, th this is careless information people are getting too. I mean, if you, if you do these multi-layer fabric, heavy fabric masks, you're increasing your CO2 intake. You're, you're not exchanging appropriate amounts of, of air to get, you know, oxygen saturation. I mean, it's, it just makes that's face validity, right? I just if talked I'm, about this today. How the um, hell? Just getting air circulated. You know, if uh, you're, if you're working at home or, you know, you, you have to be at home for whatever reason, I just did a whole goddamn post on how I uh, keep, you know, the air here circulated. So if I have to stay at home for whatever reason, I will get fresh air. That's, I talked about that earlier on the, on my Instagram. I already did that. And I talk about why, you know, if you're at a cubicle, Remember when those were a thing? Right, right, yeah. I talked about that. You know, hey, if you have to sit in the cubicle for like eight or ten hours a day, why just sitting with that stagnant air is bad for you? And why whatever oh, I'm God, doing? Yeah, yeah the uh, amount of people that got got sick from from that. Yeah, exactly. And not and like you just said, the people who are wearing the mask right now. 
Now they're breathing in their own CO2, a whole lot of it. And people who are crashing their goddamn cars because they're breathing through masks, you know, over hours of driving. Well, yeah, and and people who aren't changing out these masks. So, you know, they're using masks and they have, you know, bacteria on the mask right. and things like that. So, um, you know, there are, again, you know, we are creating a lot of significant uh, problems uh, by the guidance that's been giving. Been, been given. And again, you know, what, what do we see? And it's so damn frustrating. We see, we, you know, we, we see, Oh, uh, you know, how, how do you make a bleach and water, you know, mixture and oh yeah, don't mix it with other chemicals, you know, so wipe down your phone because it's the most touched thing. Well, I mean, if you're the only person touching the phone, is, is it really that big of a deal by the way? And the other part is, yeah, I get that. Like we don't need to do 10 shows on, on that. Um, let's get back to these things of, of, yeah, the, the, the importance of having appropriate oxygen exchange. So if you are making a mask, you don't make something that, that is impairing you and also something that's not getting you sick because it has, it's a bacteria trap. Um, sun, you know, the, the value of things like most do, of the masks that are sunlight. Um, but, Oh my God. I mean, it is, it is. So, um, so anyway, so yeah, I was, I was thinking, I, I don't know. I was debating whether or not, not to share this, but, uh, so yeah, this this was I don't know. No, I guess. Ah, I can't do it. Couldn't resist. Yeah, I was thinking about it. But anyway, um, guy in New Jersey uh, wearing an N95 mask while driving. He passed out and crashed into a house. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, according to Sir Brian Bowden. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Um, yeah, I, everything I don't know. that people are doing that the governments are doing to try to actually help us through this has been worse than the goddamn virus itself. I think I would actually rather get the virus and go through that than do whatever the fuck the government and everyone else has said we need to do to get through this. Well, right. I'd it, rather it, get the fucking virus. And a lot of people, yeah. And again, what do we know? I mean, a lot of people probably have had the virus and they have antibodies. We already um, have. Oh, but, that's one thing. Oh, hang on a second. That's one thing. I, uh, just real quick, I want to touch on. My theory on this is everybody has already been exposed to uh, the coronavirus. Everyone has already been exposed. You've been exposed. Your wife has been exposed. Your kids have been exposed. All everyone I know has been exposed, but they've already been through it. The only people who are actually dealing with this, and they're like in, in they're in the the medical system. They're the one percent, and keep in mind that's really fucking low. One percent of people who are actually uh, showing symptoms. They're the only ones who have uh, been exposed to the virus. They've gotten it, and they've shown symptoms. Only 1% of the people who have gotten the coronavirus. And again, I say that that's everybody. 
everybody has already been exposed I, yeah, to it. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I mean, if we just take common sense of, you know, if so many people have it and they're interacting with someone and then, you know, they interact with somebody at a store and they have a relative and whatever. Yeah, it, it's getting around. And that's the part that denominator has got to be huge. Right. And they're not talking about that because. I mean, we'd have to have testing to identify antibodies. And I don't know how useful. I mean, this whole thing of like, we need more testing. I just don't know how useful that is, right? It because, doesn't matter if you have testing. Right. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not seeing that other side of the argument. I'm asking, okay, so I, antibodies, so you can get back to work. But you don't know if you can get reinfected. And then, um, and part of it is like, at some point, you just can't shut out. We have an economy. We have a life. Like, we have to have things happen the power has to be yeah, so this is right. we have to do social distancing thing. thing uh and reach a point where these things ease back because if we don't then we permanently um impair our immune systems right if we're not Super getting exposure because uh, what was it it was bright it was it was, not, it was bright. Um, george carlin what he says. Yeah. um so brian brian or so Brian Bowden in the in the chat room, and I'm going to get back to a, a thing of George Card Carlin in a second. But Brian wrote, um, even if you're wearing a mask and gloves, you can still get infected via droplets going into your eyes and ears. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, I've been saying this for months. Yeah, and and uh, so you know George Carlin in this clip is on on YouTube, but he talks about you know immune systems. And when he was growing up in New York, he he swam, and there was like raw sewage that would come into this area where he was swimming. Pretty gross. But he said, you know, one of the things was when they had polio that came through the city, like his area was largely spared. And he felt, I mean, again, this was, he felt it was due to a robust immune system that they had built up as kids, but right. oh man, I, yeah. So as we, you know, we've been going for quite a while here and, and I, I don't have the paid version of stream yard. So I, I, I got to shut this down here in, in pretty short time, but, um, let, let's kind of do a wrap up. So what we did is we we talked today. So uh, hang with us here. We'll we'll, we'll do the wrap up. A um, few things. One is our guest is Bacon Maldito um, is, is on the show, and we talked about terminology, uh, basically pandemic lingo. What's new? Social distancing, essential worker, N95, six feet, all terms that um, none of us. If someone would have said that to us two months ago, you'd be like, yeah, what? <laughs> What, what, what are you talking about? And now everybody knows what it means. It's inculcated. You know, it's like every year there's a new word that comes out in the dictionary. And it's like, here's the new word that is adopted by, you know, the, the Merriam-Webster dictionary. And it's like this year there's going to be, you know, like 15. But so all this new weird language that we've had to negotiate. It's, it's weird, too, because I've seen um, I've seen the OK. When this first happened is face validity it really start to cascade middle of March. I would watch the news our local news out of Madison. And they, they didn't know they would stumble over social distancing N95, and 95. And cause it was all so, new. So now they're, they're familiar. So you, you could see a lot of made up. Uh, yeah. These, these people are like, shit, we don't know what these terms are. So they're reading off the teleprompter and they're just fumbling over it. So yeah, we went over the terms, how this new terminology is there. Then we got into um, contact tracing because there's a hundred billion dollar bill that's going to Congress. By the way, let me, uh, uh, again, let me uh, speak about that. What I will be doing is uh, I'm turning off my Bluetooth. I'm turning off the GPS uh, as far as my legal stuff goes. So you're not going to be able to track me uh, as far as uh, my legal stuff goes. The other thing that I have that that I use to do, uh, what do you call it, just 
do my essential worker stuff. My superior essential worker stuff. That I will be doing. And that will still be open. But as far as everything else, that will be closed. Okay. So what? <laughs> so you'll still be at, you'll still have your website though, right? The guy yeah, that's bacon.com. Yeah. So that's that's really the goddamn bacon.com. Yeah, that'll okay. still be up. That's something different. All right. And, and so and, and you do and you do podcast, uh, so people can check that out, you know, right now. Um and also um you, you did some stuff with Nick Schulander, but he's kind of been he's he's been He's a bit MIA for whatever reason. I don't know why. So yeah. I don't know why. We don't know what's happening with uh with Nick. We don't think it's bad. Uh but yeah, Nick is Nick is MIA at that uh, he's contact traced. He's probably at Dismores. I think he works there. You know, I think he loved it so much. He's like, God damn it. You know, I'm, going to engin- I'm, I'm being a mechanical engineer, but there's a lot in grocery that has engineering kind of built into it. Um, he's like, wouldn't it be good if you just had like a dispenser for, you know, for bananas or, or for corn, You're like a cop of corn. He sees these things that we've missed for like 150 years. And um, he might be, I don't know. And, and that's where I think he is. Or he's just waiting for the deals. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's where he's that's where he's at right now. But so anyway, we've got uh, here's here's Bacon's site, many uh, many blog or many posts that he's made uh, comments and and uh, you know ways to contact. I can't show Thank some you of for that stuff. Site, my friend. Appreciate it. But uh, but the Bacon um, and so yeah, face validity as we as we you know get into the the end here. So face validity is. Um, and smash that that like button. Share this with your with your you know friends, things like that. Um, but face validity is using the word I observed. So you know, uh, Bacon and I have had a lot of communications. Um, you know, over since this has started. But you know, Bacon saying I observed this. I observed this. You know, Brian Bowden in New York saying, Hey, I observed. Did this we when hey, I was hey, hang on? Did we talk about the uh, the twenty miles of uh, streets started being closed because of safety? Oh. Okay, yeah, we need to talk about that here at the end. So why don't why don't you talk about that? Well, I got to see that I uh, I covered it on my show on Sunday, Monday afternoon or evening or whatever. I got to drive by it. It was in Capitol Hill, and they actually had signs closing off the streets to people. Basically, what they said is you, you can't be six feet apart on just regular sidewalks. So they close off the street so you could run on the street or whatever. And I got a chance to actually get a picture of that. I sent it to the safety dog here. Yeah. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to share it right now on the screen. Cause, cause this is, this yeah, is, go for it. Yeah. Um, this is pretty alarming. You stuff. can't make this shit up. You cannot make this shit up. You can't handle the truth. Okay, so this <laughs> image, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, make it larger. So tell me where this was was taken, because Bacon took this is in Capitol Hill. It's Seattle, this right? This is in Capitol Hill, in Seattle. Yeah. Right? Okay. So yep. tell me, tell me. Um, so anyway, down at the bottom, it says street closed, uh, street open for people to walk, roll, bike, run, and skate. Yeah. Again, I don't like now, it when they make this like stuff me, cute. I don't like. Deliver it. there. But uh, you know, I guess 
I don't know. I don't know how they plan on enforcing this. I don't think they're going actually going to do it. But isn't they're not going to enforce this? this. Because you can't enforce this. But hell, people like me, we can still get in and out of there. No problem. But this is, but if I'm reading this right, because I did some research after you sent this to me, and I'm glad because this will be in my next book. I'm actually going to use this this image. Um, but the part of this is this isn't temporary. Like this is a permanent plan to decrease like 20 miles. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, in it Seattle. is. In New York, Brian, I think I also saw like there's there's what nine miles now, which are being taken out of of use for vehicles. I mean, obviously fire, EMS, things like that I have to be able to get through. But no, this is permanent. You're you're right about yeah, that. This is this permanent. Is permanent. So yep. how, I mean, what do you do if you live up there and you're like, hey, oh, no. um, in, in the city, like says, hey, two years from now, um, you can't have a vehicle here. We're going to put up, you know, parking ramps. You can pay, you know, eight hundred dollars a month to keep your vehicle under a, you know, guarded ramp, and you're going to have to walk a third of a mile to get to your car. I mean, these things are actually happening. Um, and so I looked at this, and I'm like, holy Christ! It, and so again, this is the same philosophy of we can get people out to distance and stuff like that, but you also didn't let people go to parks. <laughs> hey, thank um, you, Doc. Uh, I can't see why I left California, I, or I can't see why I don't live in these areas anymore. I can't see well, why this, I don't live again, in this Seattle. Picture's, this picture, I can't see why. Yeah, this this is. Uh, I, I mean, and the thing is, it's there now, but this is, again, customer perceived value. A few bigger cities start to see this, you know, a city of 100,000 or, or more, or, you know, if they're they're more liberal and they're like, yeah, let's do it here. Let's make it a, a, a great city. And, and what does this look like when you get in December and January and February when it's, uh, you know, 20 <laughs> degrees out and snowing and now you've just, I mean, who's going to, are they going to plow this? Are they going to maintain this? How, I mean, now it's these there's things that people just don't think of. Like how, how do you get these people have to get in and out of their homes? You have a couple up there that I know them like they're, they're Bill and Evelyn. They're, they're 88 and 87 years old. They've been married for 51 years. They live up there. How, what are they going to do? They've now they've got to walk. Uh, I just, I mean, you, you've, these decisions are just screwing people over left and right. And they have no recourse, no recourse. Right, Phil? Short thinking, yeah, it's short thinking, Philip. And and again, these are the things that happen. These in the Overton window. Why does this happen now? It happens now because people are very scared of of the pandemic and social distancing and all of this. They've been they've been heard. So you can put this through. You put this through a year ago. A lot of people be like, I don't. Let's not do this. Still there, bacon. All right. I don't know. We might have lost bacon, Maldito. So, well, apparently I will do the flying solo wrap up here. Um, it looks like we have, we have lost our friend Bacon Maldito, which is damn disappointing. Damn disappointing. Um, let's just do this. I'm going to, I'm going to sing a, a song here. The Eep from Eponema. Dun, 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 yes, it's awesome. It's 70 here. It snowed the other day, and that sucked. But it's better now. Tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow. 
There'll be more roads blocked off. This more's IGA. All right, yeah. Um, I think they just took out Bacon. I think he's. I think he's gone. I think. Uh, I think they tracked him down. <laughs> he was on the air too long. They were able to get enough uh, sig- a signal and triangulate, and that is Bacon. Uh, oh God, yeah. Uh, his phone died. He's having to uh, hook the charger up. So, um, but yeah, no, I totally think. I think they're there with him right now, and now it'll totally be be scripted. But. Um, so Philip wrote, a uh, problem is people are not moving enough. What can be done? Make them skate in the street. It saves money and it makes sense. So yeah. And you know, there is, there is a thinking here. I mean, if people are actually out moving and things like that, they would increase their fitness, increase their immune system, their vitamin D and things like that. But again, you know, taking this picture, there's nobody out here. <laughs> and, um, this, this just seems like really weird, uh, weird approach. And this is a cold weather climate too, in, in a rainy type climate. So, you might have uh, 150 days a year that it's it's not. I mean, it, I guess it's one thing if you're in in LA or something where your weather is you know really nice for most of the year, but to do this stuff for where I live here in the Madison area, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, Sass too many rope broke hungry people are easy to control. Yeah, I think if people get scared. People who are scared are easy to control. Um, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. Um, Brian Bowden wrote, the power grab is causing major issues now to the point that people have had enough and are going to get violent. I, I Yeah, and I, I think we've seen these these people show up. Um, neighboring county, there was a, a restaurant that opened as like a biker bar. And they had, uh, I think, militia st- show up. No, it was, it was a barber. It was a barber. Um, and an older guy. And he opened up his shop and militia showed up um, to make sure that he wasn't shut down. And the police never showed up. There wasn't a conflict, but... Unfortunately, I think there is going to be a, a, a spark point somewhere where there's going to be conflict. You know, we saw what happened in Michigan, you know, up at, at, at the uh, the state house, you know, where, or, or the Capitol, you know, protesters. It's, it's going to be where someone is going to, you know, push somebody else or something and one thing's going to happen. And we're going to have this, this, you know, really huge cascade effect of some event which is going to go seriously wrong. Um, and, and we've come close to that. I mean, people have shown really strong restraint, but you get people further separated away from their incomes um, and further separated away from their liberties of being able to go out to parks, able to do travel, to do these types of things. Um, it is it is just going to continually fray at the fabric of society. So, um, yeah, bacon, bacon. So I am, uh, all right, they, they know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bacon um yeah all i heard through the headphones was just yeah it's like a, a bunch of people just pounding on on the door yeah, and then they're like yeah that was it so bacon bacon bacon's like listen i'm gonna shut all of my stuff down i'm gonna faraday box but i'm gonna do it next week but um it's crazy stuff well let's um let's get into wrap-up mode i don't know where where bacon is he's he's being contact traced at the moment he's the, he has a lot of questions to answer um, this was this was a great show. I enjoyed having Bacon on. I appreciate everybody who comes into the chat. It really makes the show worthwhile. Your intelligent folks, Bull Rush, um, Sass Too Many, uh, Brian, um, Philip. I, I really again appreciate you know, Cat, uh, um, John. Just you know, thank you so much uh, for being 
um, in the chat for following the show, following the work. You know, I, I don't promo anything. Of course, I promo the book. But I mean, you're going on, you know, my website or my material. I'm not selling you um, things. And I'm, I'm trying to give you a real face validity um, of what I see and how I think about things. Um, and, and listened, you know, to, to, you know, take what, what you're sharing with me and, and put that back out because we need to stay very um, uh, aware and very sane, have a very high level of situational awareness of, of these types of things that, that are happening. The Overton windows changing, like the picture we, we saw of uh, the street closed of the, of the school with this big social distancing. You look at that and it's like, oh God, that's really weird. Right. But the part is it's also a year ago, that would have been totally unacceptable. It would have flashed all over social media, and uh, it would have it would have absolutely been been crazy. So, um, all right, um, there's uh, bacon is back, um, and says too many wrote my faith in law enforcement has sunk like a rock. I, you know, some law enforcement though has you know come out and said we're not going to enforce um, some of these because we have limited resources. Right, we're going to put those resources into, um, you know, other areas versus people going to the Bellevue Washington site and reporting <laughs> that there's a social gathering of seven people having a barbecue. We want to be available in case there's a crash on the interstate, um, things like that. So, but it, it is it, it, this, I, I think my faith has been most disrupted at the county by county level. When you see some people who are very uninformed and taking power grabs at the county levels, um, because that's dangerous. I mean, you're these people have so much control over over your your life. Then and TJ Martinell kind of got it down to saying, when you know it's your sheriff. I mean, really, your local sheriff becomes in a pandemic or a crisis situation, any emergency, it has a lot of authority. So you want your local sheriff to be a sensible person. But people run, they retire, elections. You know, different people get in for different reasons. Um, so, all right. So bacon, we are. Uh, Bacon, we brought you. We brought you back. You're back Jesus Bacon. Christ! Things right. are going uh, to, to fucking hell here. The phasers apparently. went bad. The phasers went bad. Check out. <laughs> Su- Sulu, you hear me? The phasers. You got hit by the Reliant. God damn it! The codes. There's a set of codes that wasn't supposed to happen. You always run with the shields up. Bacon, always run with the shields up. I usually do, but I don't know what the fuck happened, but I'm back here. I'm back. It's big damage. So you got to check on Spock because he he doesn't handle radiation the best. All right. So, um, so in our wrap up, yeah, this is so important. Facefully, it's important we do these things that we have these conversations when uh, when the news is just garbage, right? When the news is is just you know tonight breaking, and um, you know, in in and we get we get so caught up in these things. It's important we sift our thoughts out, and I think this really this really helps. Um, at least it helps me. I appreciate it. So, um, Brian, good night, and Bacon. I'm going to have you kind of do your wrap up and where people can find your stuff. Bacon, Sorry, I was drinking there. Um, you can find me at thegoddamnbacon.com. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Uh, I yeah, you're a little something loud. happened where can you hear me? Okay, yeah, you're you're loud. Step, step, step a little back. Oh, Jesus. All right. How about this? It's better. We're toward the end of the show, so people have kind of calibrated their... Okay, cool. You can find me at thegoddamnbacon.com. Um, and I'm monitoring the uh, 
the chat here. You're doing something there. I can't. I don't know. Sir Brian Bowden, you've got his uh, thing up there. You can find me at thegoddamnbacon.com. Um, Instagram at thegoddamnbacon. Uh, Twitter at bacon comments. That's my thing. It's uh, what do you call it? It's a Thanos. Got, there's a cartoon version of Thanos who's like doing the finger snap of right. when he's got all the stones. Right. Um, if you want to help out the show, you can donate to um, PayPal forward slash PayBacon. And you can also find me on. Uh, Venmo at Bacon Maldito. Got it. So that's how you find me. Good. All right. So everybody, if you haven't already hit the like button, please do so. Uh, we've got 15 likes up there. Uh, so that's awesome. Please share the show. Please uh, subscribe to the channel. I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, we, we are uh, going to sign out here. I am Dr. David Proden, um, the safety doc from the North Star Recording Studio, where it's pretty good right now because, you know, we're warming up. It's about 70 degrees outside. Usually it's really cold down here in the studio. This is episode 135 of the Safety Doc podcast, uh, which will be syndicated by the 405 Media out of Los Angeles, California, the 405media.com. You'll find other podcasters there, the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, including our good friend Aaron Clary from the Clary Podcast, CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. Um, again, I am the author of the book, School of Errors, Rethinking School Safety in America, which really is a book about chaos theory. Stimulated annealing. Bacon is going to buy uh, a bulk copies. He's also going to work with Nick Schulander to try to get those in the aisles at Dismore's IGA. Um, we're going to get an end cap. That's our goal at Dismore's. Um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty, I'm thinking, you know, there's a good chance on that because Nick's got an in. But uh, appreciate everybody. Take care. It's been a great show. Um, really, really had a really had a great time. Uh, stay safe. And, you know, please uh, continue to follow the show. And one thing I want to wanna say, uh, just one thing I say on my show. Be chaos, my friends. Wow. It's the way to end it. All right, everybody, take care. This is your good friend, Dr. Dave. And dun 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 This has been the Safety Doc Podcast with author, radio show host, and leading safety expert, Dr. David Perodin. Remember to check back each week for the latest, best, and most bizarre practices in safety preparation and crisis response. You can find Dr. Perodin on Twitter at SafetyPhD. And remember, the truth will keep you safe.